Ah, feels like it feels weird getting used to it. I feel like we haven't been here in like what 14 days. Oh gosh, ah gosh, it feels probably 16 days. I think I don't even know. It feels a little longer, but nonetheless. We are back in the building, episode 45 of No Cool Down Podcast. We back after a nice little break, after a hellacious election season, after a hellacious bout with the, the, the lands between Elden Ring. We're here. We're here, baby. We are back for another episode. Thank you all so much for tuning in, listening. I am that man, Trip. I am glad to be with you all. And of course, I am ecstatic to be back with my podcast partner in crime, When Easy in the building. How you doing, sir? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, rested uh, and a little bit older. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit older, man. They don't say their birthday this week. Came back off a little break this week. Was traveling internationally. You know what I'm saying? Came back some Ragnarok. <laughs> he been all over the place. He been doing his damn thing. Yeah, yeah. It definitely was. It was. <laughs> it was a lot. Your boy is tired, but I. There is no rest for the wicked. Hmm. He's not wrong. He's not wrong on that, man. And you know what I'm saying? One thing we can't let rest is that damn star rating. So make sure you rate this five stars on all audio platforms. That means Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If there's any star rating on that you see, go check it. Go rate us five stars. Go share us around. Uh, make sure you just type in uh, No Cool Down. You'll see us right there in the gaming section on podcasts. We're also available on Stitcher Radio, Google Podcasts, and, of course, Anchor. And, of course, you can check all the video versions for full also, now starting on Spotify, you can start checking the video versions out on that because we'll be uploading those in that way soon. And of course, on YouTube at Wotaku Channel. That's W O T A K U Channel. That's W O T A K U Channel. Now, with that being said, there's a lot of news this week. I ain't gonna lie, it's been, it's been a little bit. We got the, you know what I'm saying? It, it kind of accumulated and piled up, and we got a lot of stuff to talk about. So, we got some stories in the warm up, a lot of main stories, uh, some extra little trailer troll stuff, but we got a lot to get into. So, without further ado, when easy. Are you ready, though? Born ready. Let's get to it, man. Let's get to it. We back. All right. First up, the story of the week uh, in the warm-up section. Uh, apparently, in honor of Sword Art Online, the Oculus creator Palmer Lucky claims to have made a VR rig that will kill you for real if you perish in the game you're playing. So, I mean, I don't know if this... Apparently, he said it, there was homage to SAO, but... Dog, is he for real? What's your thoughts on this? Uh, I don't see the purpose in it. Uh, definitely one of those things where it's like, I understand you wanted to make it to see if you could, but I'm pretty sure we could have made it. I don't think that that was necessarily something that we needed to research. Like, and, and now you, all he did was create the scenario of like, yo, what games you really going to play on that thing to make sure you either don't risk death or if somebody actually spawns in or clicks on the game, they're stuck in there and they actually have to complete it. Because if you, if you put me in some wild shit like Fall Guys... What am I going to do? What am I going to yeah. do? What am I going to do in Fall Guys, bro? A giant-ass fruit comes my way and you blow my head off. That's not fair. That's not, I can't play any games. I can't play any games. Yeah, I'm definitely playing, like, Animal Crossing if I have to. Animal, but the thing that sucks, too, the, is that, like, those games are so long. Like, you'd be in there forever facts, because they don't really bro, end. Matt, so. <laughs> literally, bro. So you're, you're asked out either way, bro. I see everybody online yep. was like, bro, what if you just like you black out and you wake up in Kaled and stuff? You wake up in Limgrave and shit. You're just like, oh, well, I'm, I'm just going to kill myself. It's over. It's done with it. <laughs> I can't do nothing. Uh, very, very out of pocket creation, I guess, Palmer. But you know what? For the for the lows, you created some good memes on Twitter for the, for the interim. So I guess cool, but OK, bro. I don't know what what prompts you to do it for real. SAO, <laughs> we 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 figured they could do it. 
But damn, bro. Anyways, uh, moving on to the next story, the warm up here. I thought this was actually pretty interesting when I saw it. But this is uh, kind of like an old story of from you know, the 2000s that kind of came back around. So uh, they, they were basically thinking of making a Grand Theft Auto movie uh, way back when in the early 2000s. But here's the kicker. They wanted Eminem to be the lead role in the early 2000s. So uh, apparently there's a story circulating of uh, a friend of the OG Grand, Grand Theft Auto creators basically got approached fr- by some dude in Hollywood that basically like, you know, like, we want the film rights. We want to be able to make that movie. He offered three million dollars off top. Uh, you know, what I'm saying to get Marshall Mathers in the, you know, in the lead role and then a Top Gun director uh, in Tony Scott to basically put it all together. So they kind of pissed it there. They declined, of course, because there was no GTA movie that ever came from it. But it was interesting to see that development even like happen like a gta movie with eminem in the lead role how do you feel about that bro i don't know like i i don't think i would have liked that at all actually and it's really just like like eminem i i understand he did a great job in eight mile but like he just has to be literally himself like yeah you you want me to you want eminem to be anybody other than eminem it's gonna be tough like unless the gta movie is like oh eminem got transported into gta i don't know how that's gonna work like i cannot see him in that context now i'll be i i i can i can kind of see the line of logic of where they're going because okay gta is a you know provocative edgy whatever product especially back then with like GTA 3 and stuff like that around two early 2000s, it was just before San Andreas. So it was that. So you want to like up the edginess with Eminem in that role. Now, GTA on its own in that time period is already getting canceled, not being banned in Australia. If you put Eminem on this, I don't think we would have seen another GTA. We might not have seen another GTA if this movie came out, bro, because the U.S. government, the whole judicial system would have been on their ass. You know what I'm saying? How many lobbyists would have been on their ass? Australia as an entirety, country, society would have been on their ass. Like, I don't know. I don't know if they would have made it. Eminem probably would have been fine, but GTA might not have made it. Like, you know, they might they might not have made it through. So, I, listen, yeah. I'm glad that they dodged the bullet. I don't want to see, I don't, don't want to see this man asking his cousin to go bowling and stuff like that. I don't want to see that. <laughs> listen, look, look, what, look what I'm planning again. Look what I'm planning. Jump out of car and stuff and just flail. Like, come on. I, I, I would not want to see that from any, any, any era of Eminem at all, bro. That, that's wild. I don't even want to see a GTA movie in general. Like, how would you even pull that off? I, that's just, that's a, that's a very specific and I feel like it's too ingrained with what we've seen now to come off on screen i i think anybody who's like we need a gta movie uh really just needs to go watch like literally any action movie like that's really that's like that's gta 100%. movies right there facts like facts like it, go play through submissions again one more time you know what i'm saying and just go go put another movie like one-to-one on that bro like exactly i don't, I don't get it i don't get it, it, like, yeah. it the GTA movies are based, the GTA games are based off of movies too. Like a lot yeah. of them are literally based off of movies. So it's mm-hmm. like when you get Vice City and it's based off of Scarface, why don't you just go watch Scarface if you want a GTA? Like it's literally based off of it. So yeah. it's it's interesting uh, to see a lot of people like the disconnect that people like see yeah. with the medium. Yeah, 100%. But it's, it's wild, bro. This man would have dropped the, <laughs> the soundtrack would have been egregious would have been the most I, vile vile things ever said on on an any album let alone a I'm movie good. album <laughs> hold that hold that y'all hold that all right on to the last story of the warm-up uh, so this has got to be this has got to be the wildest thing i've seen 
This is gonna be the wildest thing I've seen all week. So we get a new game coming through called I Am Jesus Christ, where you can basically step into the role of the carpenter himself and perform some acts and miracles as he did. Now it's coming out in Q2 2023, but a demo is apparently coming out in December on Steam, just in time for the holiday season. You can you can you can heal blind people, you know what I'm saying? Go through what I <laughs> What do you think? What I can't even get through. What do you think about this? What I saw? Go ahead, bro. Go I, ahead, man. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I know it's crazy, and I know it probably um, shouldn't exist. But let's hear my... Like, I'm just saying... <laughs> I'm just saying... I'm just saying... Like... Listen. I never really... Like, I read the Bible as a kid, like, just because I like stories. But, like, this... I would have definitely really, you know, oh, been more gosh. tapped in if I could do side quests as Jehovah. You know, like, I'm just oh, saying, like... <laughs> like... Yo, imagine the QTE <laughs> of carrying the of carrying the cross. That shit would kind of go hard. Like, damn, I fell over. Like, that's if you feel it, bro. Like, I don't know, bro. You see, you you are you multiplying the fish and bread like it's a Sims mini game. You pressing the buttons bro. like you in the herbs. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're just like, yo, Jesus, we need some food, and like you gotta walk through the crowd and like talk to people. Oh. They're like, sorry, Jesus, no food. And <laughs> oh my gosh, that's good. <laughs> like that, you oh. you. Walk on water, like that's crazy. Like you unlock that power at a certain point, so then when you go back to the oh, other areas, you walk across lakes and shit to find collectibles. I don't know what the collectibles Gotta, would be. I'm, I don't, I don't know, man. Just carpenter tools or something like that. I don't know the apostles. You gotta, gotta find them all in the environment, like the Dalmatians and Kingdom Hearts. I don't know, bro. I don't, I don't. <laughs> the tutorial would be like Adam and Eve, bro. It just writes itself. I'm just saying, like. <laughs> You're just Adam, and you just because you're you know you're a human. You're learning how to walk just, and all I'm that dead. shit. I'm it's just saying. It's different POVs. New area discovered. Nazareth. <laughs> like, what? Like they go what? You got to do a synchronization from the top of the top of the, the motel or something. <laughs> like, I'm just saying, bro. I'm not saying. Hey, I'm not saying it should exist. But if we're gonna do oh it, my gosh. do it right. <laughs> I want no parts in this. <laughs> I want absolutely no affiliation with this, bro. My only gripe is that we, if we're trying to make this accurate, why is Jesus not black? But that's a whole other conversation for another day. <laughs> but let's, you know what I'm saying? That is, that is what it is. That is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 2023 game of the year. Starfield, watch your back. Starfield, watch <laughs> your back, buddy. That's all I'm saying. Jesus Christ, come. I'm just saying, if you don't vote for the Jesus game, you're going to hell. I'm, that's mm, I don't that's crazy. I don't and there's no Doom Eternal that's coming out this year or next. So what's going on? You got no options. You got no options. <laughs> you got no options. <laughs> All right. Move on to the base. <laughs> Before we damn our souls. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. So let me do an anime real quick, boy. <laughs> Let <laughs> we go to the main stories, man. Let's get into it, man. Let's start off hot. We got to start off hot, man. As you all know, in the interim gap between the last podcast and this episode, God of War Ragnarok has dropped. God of War Cracknarok, as I like to dub it very often. Uh, it's released to the masses. It's out now. And I know that I've tried the game. I've started a few hours in. I know that Wen has had several hours in because he did a long-ass stream this week. So, I mean, we got to talk about it, man. Wen, how are you feeling about Ragnarok so far? Um, This shit right here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <sighs> yeah, this this shit right here, uh, amazing. Actually, like I I had three games planned for this stream, 
and I'm happy that all of them fell through. I played the game for like eight hours. I honestly could have kept going. It is insanely good. I I don't want to say, you know, like I don't want to I don't want to jinx it, but I don't know. I I don't know, man. I this is it's gonna be. A, I don't know how Jeff is 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 figuring it out back there, crunching the numbers. But mm. I'm gonna need to see. I'm gonna need to see the score sheet if if something don't mm. come out. Like if, if God of War don't win. I'm gonna need to see the score sheet. I'm gonna need to see the breakdown. Listen, I'm just listen. saying, bro. This shit is crazy. This shit is crazy. I just, I just want to speak on a macro conversation for a second to all the people out there who said Elden Ring was gonna sweep it from March. And you know what I'm saying? They was like, I don't care what come out. God of War could come out this year. Da 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 da. This that could third come here. Starfield, Elden Ring sweeping it now. I will also speak on Elden Ring at another time. We can speak at it close to the end of this category. Uh, to the end of another category coming soon. But, but, to those of y'all that were very conclusive about Elden Ring sweeping everything this year, and, you know, there was no doubt in nobody's mind, apparently, y'all must have forgot Kratos was coming out the back with, with the boy. You know what I'm saying? They was making, they was making shit crank. They was making it crank, bro. I don't think you guys understand how fire the first two hours just snapped you back in like, yo, this is real right now. They shook you up here by your shoulders. They said, this is real. Like right now, not even six minutes into the intro, they told you it's real. It's real. As soon as you got on that damn th- the, the sleigh, it's real. Like, come on, man. Fantastic. Those of y'all who said this was not gonna be not not gonna have any chance for um um Ragnarok to compete this year, y'all are smoking fairy dust. Smoking fairy dust. Simple and plain. This game has started out fantastically. It picks up right where you left off, and it feels smoother. The gameplay feels smoother than 2018, much smoother in my opinion. The verticality in the environments, especially when you're fighting, provide you a lot more challenges. I am playing it on the one above story mode with the one below hardest. So I'm getting a little bit of a challenge from it. And I'm getting I'm getting clapped if I'm not paying attention. You know what I'm saying? And I, I like the differences in the enemy types, how you're going to have to use a lot of your different weapons. Like really apply yourself as much as you can. You know, like most of the first game was only Leviathan Axe and then you could use both. But there wasn't really... I think you could have approached it all with one weapon in certain ways. But I feel like with this game, it's, it's kind of encouraging you. You have to use as much of both as possible. With your shield, with, with new power-up with the shield, new, new stuff with the, uh, the thing, the charge and everything like that. It's forced you to make these decisions to, to spice it up, bro. You got to spice it up to get everybody out the way or you're going to get packed up. It's as simple as that. And it feels... It, we took God of War, which is already a 10 out of 10, in my opinion, for 2018. And you're starting to crank it up with everything you're just adding on top of it so far they're doing everything that i expected uh and you know what i'm saying i can't wait to see more dog dog ah handling the reins probably go crazy bro handling the reins go ahead go ahead no that that like the intro was sick i played about eight hours <clears throat> right i played about eight hours um the intro was a great start i was like okay this is kind of cool we're picking up where we left off i didn't know how fast the game was going to pick up like i want to say about what maybe not even like a full hour in we we meet the main antagonist and it's mm-hmm. definitely the best depiction of thor we've ever oh, seen in anything absolutely. period i'm sorry i'm i'm in full agreement right here i will raise my hand up this version of thor is stone cold killer stone cold yeah. and, and we haven't even seen half of it in my opinion but like it just it's beautiful it's beautiful I I want to say it's an amazing depiction of like any like I want to say that they put a lot of thought oh. into the way these gods are depicted. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. The everybody, every all everybody. all the Aesir, all the Aesir have just been I, to me 
been been depicted in such a really cool way. You can see you can start to see more of the dynamics. The more the more gods you meet in this pantheon, the more the dynamics between all of them you can see. It, it, it's deep. It's deep. Yeah. No, it's amazing. Uh, menacing, a menacing character. Wonderful voice acting. The voice acting is fucking superb. Bro, like, you heard this? Are you a calm and reasonable, reasonable. person? I like the way this thing oh! was saying that while he was while he was while he was rubbing the damn meat on me on there, bro. Oh, I don't mean to spoil it like crazy, but you'll see the scene when you see it's the first like hour or something by the game. But like you know what I'm saying? He was just like, Are you calm and reasonable person. I was I was sitting there like, nigga, this is <laughs> I, I was nervous. I was I was actively nervous for the situation when I was in the scene. I'm not even in, I'm not even there, bro. Like, come on, son. Fantastic. Bro, Fantastic. It, it's it's crazy, man. Like the whole time I was playing it, like every Every moment, I kind of wanted to keep going. Like I just couldn't stop playing it. Like I, it was just—it was insanely good. <laughs> it, it was insanely good. The story is just top notch. It's every every time there's a cutscene, I'm excited because it's new. Like the way they deliver mm. the story is oh, engaging. I, like nothing. I feel like there's just no time wasted in this game, um, and 100%. that's really, really what I love about it it is very much an experience it is a, is mm-hmm. it, it is you start here and you're gonna go forward and it's gonna be fucking gas all the way through good side missions really really oh, fun absolutely. to play Facts. I'm, again i'm only like eight hours in but i honestly i can't i can't stop playing i i played it on 4k too like i put it on 4k on my mm-hmm. on my monitor flex it the is, monitor flex it it's stunning bro it is stunning the game is insanely good looking it's so good to look at it is beautiful um mm-hmm. and that's on a ps5 i can only imagine when they drop it on pc like it's just it's, in, it's insane um i need I'm, to get a 4090 before fan. then i need to get a 4090 before that point oh my gosh yeah. but yeah like dog i like you this for the first stretch i think i played about like six or seven hours i'm, I'm close to you i think relatively i had to stop watching you at some point because i think you got to where i was and i was like all right i'm going let me let me dip yeah. out because i don't want to spoil myself but that six or seven hours was so compact. I know I could have stretched it to like an, an extra 30, 40 like, hour, potentially, just by exploring everything to the fullest extent. Because there was one chest I missed in a certain area I had to go back for. Like, I know I got to go back for it at some point. And I'll probably do it off stream. But like they, they provide you the, the bounds of where everything was set previously. They, they do this, the reset up and everything so well. And then they don't. They don't again. They don't spare a moment. They don't spare a moment yeah. to waste. They give you right into it. Hey, listen. There's this side quest, but it does mean something to a certain person. You know what I'm saying? Here's this main story. We we progress it this way. There's these things around the, around the map. You can see them. They might need to be unlocked with something later, but you can come back to it. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of different things that set you up with, bro. It's 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 an on ramp to like a thousand miles per hour, and I'm loving every second of it, bro. The the ability to just come back in and being a being a game that's a sequel. The hardest burden to bear is to build on what you established in the first game while also taking it to another level. And they have to do this narratively. They have to do this gameplay-wise. They have to do this from every aspect. You have to add something on top that's significant. And I think they started off very well, in my opinion. I have to finish the game, you know what I'm saying, to get my full conclusive thoughts. But, damn it, that's how you start a sequel. That's how you start a sequel. It's an amazing game. Talk about no contest this year for game of the year. Hold suck nah, skin. Suck it is skin a, if you thought that. It's a dog it is a fight. It's a very tough contest. It's a dog fight, man. That's not even no man. We'll talk about that later in the category. But yeah, that's all I got on this topic, though. Fantastic so far. I, I love it. I love it. Um ah. 
Oh, also, this is a random side note, though. I found out on Twitter that the same guy who voices Mimir is the same person who voices Nihilus from Mass Effect 1. And I was like... Makes sense. That actually makes it sense. It makes complete sense. No, it makes, makes complete sense. sense. Like, bro, such a, such a good voice actor. Such a good voice actor. So good. So good. But yeah, also, yeah, performances, everybody's doing fantastically well. Um, Anything else that I got to say? Oh, man, listen. Shout out to the dogs, them. That's all I'm saying. Shout out to the dogs, them. That's all I got. That's all I got to put out there, man. Shout out to the dogs, them. Um, but yeah, that's all I got, man. So far, ah, Jeff's kiss. All right, shoot, we're going to move on to the next one. Uh, so our next story here, uh, Volition, the team behind the rebooted Saints Row game, are actually being transferred within the Embracer group uh, as they will go from uh, basically getting resources and serving under PlayOn, a uh, formerly known as Koch Media, to developing games under Gearbox Software. So after a noted uh, disappointing and slightly polarizing reception for Saints Row, Volition are said to uh, basically be, uh, you know, benefit uh, from this operative group change to give them all the resources they need to succeed in future projects with uh, more of a U.S., you know, North American-based team under the helm. Uh, so, uh, you know, any questions on this? Well, any thoughts on this? Uh, just, you know, Volition kind of uh, switching over to Gearbox, getting resources and getting basically some direction uh, from, from the Gearbox standpoint? Um... I don't know how I feel about this just because of how many things have been acquired recently. Um, and I just feel like a lot of studios are like, who are trying to do their own thing are kind of like, okay, we made our, we made something. Let's, let's, let's leave out of here. Um, and it's like, I didn't see any of the Saints Row things being that bad. I saw it kind of like a mediocre first game. If it wasn't, if it wasn't a Saints Row game, it wouldn't even have made the news. I feel like it would have just been a steam game that people just weren't picking up or wanting to play. Right um and that's what kind of sucks is that because it had this the saints row like moniker it was dubbed like a horrible six a horrible or a bad game when in reality if that would have been called anything else like mexico city gangs or whatever the fuck right i think it would have just been like oh it's just a game i'm not gonna buy like whatever i'm gonna just talk it up to to whatever and just keep moving um and it kind of sucks that they're losing it feels like they're losing the whole company over just the one failure but it's also like Saints Row how it wasn't never really in a good place since yeah. Saints Row 3, to be yeah. honest. Or so it's like it's one of those like maybe it was about time, but it's also just kind of sad to see because um I like some of the Gearbox games, <laughs> but it's not like their track record is that much better when it comes to franchises that they've treated well. Like, you know, mm. like I'm I know that Fire Team the Aliens Fire Team game was good, but what about mm. uh, Outside of the, they had two good ones, but it took them, uh, what was the first one? The the first Alien games that came after Borderlands yeah. 2? That, was, that wasn't a good game. Were they, were they Colonial Marines? Was that Colonial Marines? They were, yeah, I think it was Colonial Marines. Oh, they, they gosh. That, that, was, that game. Oh, that was a shit show. That was a shit mm -hmm. show. That 2011 not show saying, was a shit show. I'm not saying they can't make good games, but I just... We buying up we buying up companies man i just hope that we got the, the proper resources to 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 help them grow and innovate and be be successful not just like i'm gonna buy y'all because i can buy y'all yeah nah i agree 100 uh it's gonna be it's gonna be weird seeing again all this movement especially from the embracer group they've been moving like lightning trying to get everything reshuffled and moved around and to kind of add on to this story we heard another report uh, basically uh, in the past couple of days that the ip for the risk of rain franchise has been fully picked up by Gearbox Software on accordance, uh, of course, or in accordance with the Embracer Group, uh, with the OG dev team Hapu Games. They're not going to be doing any more work on the series, so basically the entire, you know, 
you know franchise that that that's been published by Gearbox. Gearbox is taken you know basically under its wing full time, so they'll be developing stuff for the future in that uh in that line of games. Uh, after a heartfelt note to the fans, Hapu Games uh basically they now bowed out of development cycle. Uh, they basically been working on other things. It's been met with some you know different you know you know you know I guess reception and correspondence, but you know kind of overall it is what it is. So I mean thoughts on Risk of Rain going to Gearbox as well. Uh, I'm not a big fan of this because I feel like the the team that made Risk of Rain made Risk of Rain. Like they made this game as good as it is to just sell the IP and not to bring the the, the people on board to the pro to the next project or whatever that they're gonna do with it. I don't know, man. Um, if Risk of Rain Three is a first person shooter, I'm gonna be really fucking pissed. Uh, mm. That's the that's the the way I feel about it. It's like I'm happy that you know they made something so big that it caught the attention of the the people with the money but it's kind of mm. sad to see it be like hey i'm just selling off the rights to this like they can do whatever they want with it and at the end of the day like it does suck but i at least know that there is risk of rain 2 is a game that i can still play you know mm-hmm. yeah not 100 it's it's a weird spot it's a weird spot i can't i haven't played too much of risk of rain uh, risk of rain 2 but i know it's a fun game from the like the minuscule time i've had with it so you know, I'm hoping that formula doesn't get meddled with too much, but you know, Gearbox can do what they want with it now. So hopefully they treat it with care. That's all I say. Hopefully they treat it with care. That's all I can say yeah. on that. Um, all right, moving on to the next story here. Uh, at, it's been a while since I said this. I ain't gonna lie to you, but Dead Island Two got delayed again. Uh, so basically, after its whole triumphant return announcement a few months ago, Deep Silver and Dam Buster basically came out with a statement that said uh, the game's going to be pushed back by three months to ensure more time to perfect it as it enters its final stages of development and polishing. Uh, you know, they've been planning to hold us over with a new trailer and some new footage on December 6th, just a couple days before the game awards. Uh, so, I mean, what's, what's going on with this? Is bad sign? Yeah, we do. Do they need it? What's going on? Um... With me, I am a firm believer in the if you ain't got shit to ship, don't show shit. Um, and like that's kind of like where I am with this. This game was kind of announced dead or pronounced dead years ago, right? We know, we know uh, that game wasn't coming out. And then they announced that it's coming out. So like, why would you, why, why would you, like, it's like announcing you're flanking the enemy when you're still at the top of the hill. Like get closer, right? Get get closer. At least be a threat before you say, "Yo, we're yeah. we're here." Because he said we're gonna flank you in like a couple of months. Hold on, just give us a second. We're gonna like, reframe. Come back. Unless something catastrophic happened, um, mm-hmm. God forbid, and it was just something that it was out of their control. Like we we just couldn't do anything about it. Um, then yeah, like I I understand. Like yo, you know what? We we need more time. And obviously, take as much time as you want. But when you're a game that was never announced that you were dead, that you weren't coming out, and all we heard was, I am back, like I'm still around, we are assuming you've been working on the game for that long. Like, I, it would be safe to assume that. So to hear that you're getting delayed when you essentially have been delayed for upwards of two years, I can't even remember when it was announced. I, I know we looked it up. If you listen to this podcast, you know exactly how long it's been. But it's been a long-ass time. Yeah. At least, and, at least like eight years, I think. What, 2014, 2013? Yeah. There's no reason you guys should be delayed anymore. Like, there's just no reason. Yeah. It's weird, man. It's weird. Uh, I, I wish nothing but the best. You already know what we say on this podcast. 
if you're going to delay it, make sure you do it and polish as best you can. We want the best games to come out in the best shape possible. So there's no slight to them, but it's like, damn, like you, you kind of just announced your return just to announce that you guys aren't, aren't returning on the date you said you were returting. So I was like, it's a little bit weird. It's not, it's not, not sure what to expect. Uh, I, I, I fear a little bit, a little bit that the optimization, the technical quality of games like this are, they're going to be something that, that hold it back from at least getting a fair shake in my opinion, because you know, it's serious. It's serious with those games, man. I uh, I was it. What was it? What came out this year? It was a Dying Light Two. Didn't that come out with a bunch of technical stuff that was really messing with people's perception of the game, and they didn't really get a fair shake of it. I think it's in a similar similar vein too. It's 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 a lot for them to fix. So I hope they do take their time on this for one. But it's like, damn, you playing with my emotions. I want to play Dead Island Two. I want to drop. I want to drop kick people. I want to drop kick zombies yeah. again. You know what I'm saying? I want to be on that same type vibe. I want to be. You know what I'm saying? In there with multiplayer. And if you're just actually hold on, if you're adjusting for more than four people in a co-op session take as much time you need that's all i'm saying yeah. but if you're only releasing four players i'm like all right bro if you polish it and cool but damn you didn't have to you didn't really have to say anything if that's the case but yeah unless it's like six player co-op you shouldn't you shouldn't have said anything to at least now at least now in december and said hey we're, we're dropping in april and that would have been still a, a more than enough time for you to market do your whole entire you know advertising run and still have enough buzz for the game so you know it, it kind of is what it is on that front just disappointing to see another delay again from dead island too yeah, uh, we'll, and we'll see. We'll we'll keep in touch, and <laughs> not keep in touch. I give it a call, yeah. but like we'll, I'll, I'll have I'll have my people call your people deep silver. I have yeah, my people call exactly. <laughs> but no, we'll hate. see what happens. Yeah, now nah, of course, of course. All right, moving on uh, to you know almost every other week or every other podcast we have this damn news, but Fortnite always gets bigger. Somehow they always do it. And they just went ahead and just they just put the entirety of Rocket League in the game, bro. Rocket League is now in Fortnite. They have officially partnered. And right now, if you jump into the island, drop off the bus, you can go into these entire, you know what I'm saying, like the, the, the Rocket League cars. You can jump around, do flips, go on structures, do whatever you want. And, you know, different custom game modes are actually in the Battle Royale mode itself. It's insanity, bro. They just, they just threw the whole game in there. What, what do you think about this, man? Sure. Like, I, like I, they don't care, man. That game is insane. Uh, shout out to them. Shout out to Rocket League. I love that Epic is uh, combining their franchises in ways like this because it's actually really fun to, to migrate uh, a community into another game. Like, if you're a Rocket League fan um, and you're not really that big of a Fortnite fan, this might be the, the little step you take to playing that game. Or if you're a Fortnite fan, you're like, whoa, these Rocket League cars are really fun. Maybe I should try out Rocket League. Um, it's yeah. really interesting right. to see. We love we love the the collaboration between franchises, and there's a lot of gaming companies that could use this kind of like as a, as a model. Like mm -hmm. I'm sure that this costs them very little to any money at all to, to implement yeah, this because it's not like they have the same damn not, assets in the same damn engine. They probably just move it over. You know what I'm saying? The, yeah, like like and you, you're talking to a team that's inside your same company. Like it's not like you have to like go outside of your way like you know that if i talk to phil who's the head of the rocket league or, or that division or whatever he can mm. put me in contact with somebody by the end of the day as opposed to like let me reach out to epic let me let, let me reach out to, to activision see if they email me so i can get in contact with that guy you know what i'm saying like it, it works yeah. out so much simpler um mm. and like companies like microsoft that are acquiring all these companies or even like playstation that has all these acquisitions like you guys have these the same power to do cool shit like this and expose people to other franchises that you own um and it's sad because that's something that we used to see back in the day like i remember there was a Rex, sly cooper a rats and clank jack and daxter crossover game it was on like the the 
the I, PlayStation Move or whatever, mm-hmm. but like that yeah. was a game that stuff happened. Like that. Facts, facts. Like it, it's it's a it's a rarity, man. It's a rarity, but it's crazy how again often we see Fortnite innovate from a collaboration perspective. They're honestly they have a strong case for being one of the best collaborators in gaming history. Uh, probably probably are by a good mile or a good margin at this point already. They're just extending their lead. But when it comes to them and collaborating with somebody outside of the Fortnite franchise, they're they're top one. They're top notch. They know how to. They, you could make a case in terms of media in general. They're probably one of the best collaborators in you know in a in a general media sense. You know what I'm saying? Going today, I mean, you're a part of the biggest medium in the world. And you're doing this consistently, whether it be gaming franchises, movie franchises, different IPs, singers, concerts being held. Fortnite just continues to push the envelope and just show, yo, we do we do dope shit every week, bro. This is just us. This this this, this is our bag. This is our area. This is our space. We just do it, you know. So it, it's it's cool to see, bro. Honestly, and the funniest thing to me was like the, they're actually lethal. They're actually mad lethal. I seen I, I, the video I linked in the show notes, but basically it was like it was it was Nick A thirty, and this man was just basically doing flips and knocking people down. He's getting knockdowns off the flips on the car. Somebody was like on like a blimp or something like that, or or a hot air balloon, and he jumped up to the hot air balloon and knocked them off, got downs. I was like, this is just the most insane thing ever. Who would have thought? Fortnite's yeah. fantastic. Fortnite Fortnite is a fantastic game, and I I years ago would have never said that. So yeah. hats off, hats off to Fortnite. You guys literally are <laughs> consistently the top of the world. I, 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 we'll check the, we'll check the game awards categories in a, in a, in our, in our spot later. But if they're on ongoing game, they need that. They might need to get that nod. They might need to get that nod. We gotta see that category angle front. Absolutely. All right, moving down uh, to some quick news, a late edition, actually. Uh, not but an hour ago, we got the first little teaser for Marvin the Martian. Pulling up into the multiverses roster. Now, our thoughts on this when they just, you know what I'm saying, threw ranks back up there to test it a little bit. Ranks, ranks coming back through. Multiverse getting a little buzz again. You know what I'm saying? The mainstream side. What, what how you feel about Marvin and Martian? I, I think this is a super hype. Um, I'm actually excited for this because I feel like this is something that we we were expecting more Looney Tunes characters. Um I personally can't wait for Elmer Fudd, but I, yes. I'm happy for the Marvin the Mar- yes. Marvin Martian. Yeah. Marvin the Ma- the Martian. I can't speak today. Um, I'm really excited to see what his kit will bring. I'm assuming it's going to be like a mage, kind of like a Rick kind of mm. kind of deal. But yeah. I think that the way that they they've made these characters, they're so fun. I, I remember Black Adam came out not too long ago, and I was having a blast with Black Adam. So mm. I honestly can't wait to see what they have in store for us. The team is that team is working insanely hard, um, and they're keeping up with the content. And like the rank mode is coming out soon, so I might have to make my way back to to multiverse, as if my heart can mm. take it. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, yeah, I'm, I I probably got to tap into. I ain't gonna lie, and I could definitely see him being like a mage build, like they just add water, all of his um acme shit, all, all of his yep. like you know what I'm saying, like his Martian tech, just add water. It's a whole new like you know what I'm saying, like just throwable or something like that. That could be a cool thing. But Marvin the Martian again, goaded, probably probably part of one of my favorite cartoons from that era. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Duck Dodgers in that joint. Um, yeah, where's where's Daffy? Where's Daffy and Duck Dodgers? I need a Daffy Duck Dodgers joint immediately. If we do, if we do a Mar- if we do a Marvin the Martian, we need we need Daffy. We need Duck Dodgers. Hold on, we need yeah. to we need to actually fix that up. Player first, if you listening, you need to fix that up. Hold on, we need to get Duck Dodgers in there ASAP. I need that with the Tom Jones theme song and all that, bro. I need everything. I need the whole set. I forgot that he did the the the, the theme song. That was a crazy and theme that was a song. Banger. A banger. That was a banger. It was a banger. It was a banger. I was singing that. I didn't even know it was Tom Jones like that. I was I was I was I was freaking like eight, nine, ten. I was singing my I was belting my lungs out, son. 
Classic. That was an amazing show. Absolutely. Super underrated show. Super underrated show. 100%. But yeah, that would be dope. But Marvin the Martian sounds really interesting, and I can't wait to see what Multiverse does. Again, they haven't done too much wrong so far, if any. So listen, carry on. Carry on. All right. Moving down. Uh, we got another story here. Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, they conjured up some gameplay and some new looks at the experience in this 45-minute showcase that dropped uh, in the interim between the last episode, highlighting cosmetics and customization for characters, the scale of the school, which is, like, huge as hell. Uh, there's a bunch of notable locations that can be almost entirely accessed in the game. A uh, lot of lot of accessibility in terms of being able to see different areas of the Hogwarts and, you know, some of the forest areas and stuff out, outward of that. Uh, a lot of dialogue options with potential impacts on characters and endings. A class system basically... Not like a classism like Mage Warrior this, but classes like how are you going to actually go to classes? Um, they basically explain how it'll, it'll, it'll be fit into the main story. So you go through missions and you'll be able to go to certain classes and you'll have side option classes where you can go upgrade your skills, upgrade your spells, do little missions on the side and stuff. Uh, pretty, pretty cool stuff. And then they also have a dueling club to gain skills and train, have some different combat scenarios as well, and a whole bunch more. When Hogwarts Conflict Legacy. How do you feel about it now? <laughs> Every time I see things about this game, it just makes me hate J.K. Rowling even more. Um, it's it's one of those things that I, I I am still not still not buying the game. But uh, no, nah, I'm not even gonna say that. I'm still not buying the game. <laughs> um, it is very much looks allegedly. Like, yeah, it looks like a sick. If I play the game, it pl- it plays. But I didn't buy this shit, so it looks really really good and it's like insane because i don't really even see games being developed like this anymore like this is one of those like yo we're adding as much shit possible into the one game like usually it's like we'll add some shit here release it add some shit for the dlc or add some shit in this in in the part two but this is something that feels like it's stacked it looks insane if this to me it feels like some witcher 3 type shit i ain't gonna lie just from the look of how much is there and how much area you can actually traverse it looks ridiculous ridiculous bro just get it get the hot topic in the room the hairstyles and customizations especially on black characters mwah, 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 mwah. shout out to the black dude that was there in the video just going through because i know i know he was putting good good word in He was putting good word in to get people on the team to come fix fix some of this up bro industry i need to be taking a look at this taking a look at the people over there doing a the good work because Listen, all the hairstyles and stuff look fantastic. They look actually like really, really accurate. Some stuff I really want to, you know what I'm saying, put on that can embody what I look like in real life. You know what I'm saying? Throw me in there. So that's dope. Uh, customization was fantastic. Um, again, just the just the size of Hog, bro. They they literally almost one-to-one made this big-ass version of Hogwarts. You saw it all. You know, they didn't show the Great Hall, but they showed you could just walk from the Great Hall to your from your house from your like from your house area all the way down to the great hall to the library to the duel to the duelist club all the way outside the ground some of the common areas like they made it so expansive it doesn't make sense to me bro like again we we haven't seen quite like depth in like the expansiveness and just the quality of a single player experience like this in a minute in terms of i, I guess something that we didn't expect you know what i'm saying of course god of war you know what i'm saying you kind of feel that like of course it is like that Elden Ring, I think it is like that as well. But just from an IP that we didn't expect to have this level of depth, it looks like it has that depth in spades. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. I'm I'm again, I'm not saying I I'll listen, I'm I'm very conflicted right now. Cause yeah. JK Rowling ain't shit. 
she can she can she can kick rocks but this game is fantastic and i want i low-key want to support these devs but ah the catch 22 the catch 22 ah listen we're gonna find a way to play it somehow allegedly but it, it, it looks fantastic from from a neutral perspective just looking objectively at what we're seeing in the game's delivery so far from the information that we've been given it looks fantastic and a genuine contender for game of the year next year in my opinion 1000 percent. this looks like it could be game of the year it'll be one of those game of the years where like i didn't get to play so i have to like mm. accept what people say yeah. but it definitely looks it definitely looks really really good yeah listen 23 gonna be a stiff year in terms of competition for game of the year i tell you that and hogwarts legacy putting his hat in the ring or that one ass weird hat that told you your house. I don't know what it's called. I forgot. Don't worry about it. I know lore from Harry Potter. Anyways, mm-hmm. moving on to the next section. Uh, the trailer trove got a good amount of, of stories about you know all the movies and stuff from this year. Um, there is some stuff to talk about, but real quick, we just got to put in the blurb. You know what I'm saying? Black Panther, Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. Uh, real quick, before you do anything, when have you have you seen it or no? I'm watching it this weekend. Okay, wonderful. I'm not going to spoil anything. I just need to say, go watch that damn movie. Go watch that damn movie. I think we probably should do a spoiler cast like we do some of the big Marvel releases, but we probably had to map it out at some point. We'll have to call in, you know what I'm saying, the Audible from Charles in the next week or so. But I'm just telling y'all, go watch that movie, bro. Go watch that movie. It. I will say this. Given all the circumstances and everything around the film, what happened with who, what, where... This was one of the best ways a sequel with this level of circumstance has been handled that I've ever seen. Really, really good film. Enjoyable. Almost got choked up. I almost had to get a tissue. You know what I'm saying? I almost had to get the Kleenex out. But we'll go again. We'll watch it soon at some point. But fantastic film. Ebombe. Watch that shit. Anyways, moving on to the other category, uh, the other categories and news stories from uh, this week. Out of the blue, out of nowhere, bro, Studio Ghibli just announced that they have an upcoming project with Star Wars, of all people. They just like, hey, hey, guys, we're, we're back and we're doing something with uh, Star Wars. And everybody's like, what the, what the, what the fuck? But mm. with, more context, with more context and news updates, we got the official confirmation that they're going to be working on a story based around the adventures of Grogu, a.k.a. Baby Yoda from the Mandalorian series. So thoughts on this collaboration, this content, the focus, what's going on? I think that it's sick. When I first saw it, I immediately thought of uh, Star Wars Visions, and I thought, I was like, man, maybe they're doing something uh, in that in that aspect. But mm. um, obviously, a legendary studio handling a legendary franchise, um, only good things can ensue. I don't even like to speculate with this kind of thing because I have no idea yeah. where they could go with this, but I think that this is going to be... Uh, whatever they do, I think it's going to be super sick, and it's going to be another... It might be the final straw on the camel's back that causes when to get Disney Plus. Uh, Bleach was almost that straw, but we have Hulu, uh, so we clutched that, it up. We didn't need it. We didn't need it. We didn't need it. But, that's it right there. He said, ah, it's, it's getting real fucking close. Uh, no, I hear you, son. I hear you, man. The only thing I can say about this is that this movie is going to be so adorable. My eyes are going to melt. It's just going to be yeah. ridiculous. It's going to be ridiculously adorable. I, I, I'm not ready... I said that very aggressive, and I mean it like that. It's going to be aggressively adorable, like like crazily adorable. Not, it's not going to make any sense how adorable it is. But again, what more can you expect from Studio Ghibli and Star Wars but a solid, solid project? 
I, I, again, I won't even put on no thinking cap or whatever it is, bro. Grogu's going to be great. Whatever they put is going to be great. I think it's going to be a solid film either way you turn it out. And I, I, I'm very, very sure that Star Wars is, you know, giving Ghibli the room that they need to make a, a, a film in their style. But also, again, show respect to the, the brand that they've set up in terms of Star Wars. So good stuff can only ensue. Good stuff can only ensue. I'm, I'm in full agreement with Wen on that. Uh, moving on to the next story here. So it seems that we're getting the next step in Sony Spider-Verse on Amazon Prime. As Silk, Spider Society is set to release as a miniseries and the first of a multi-series deal uh, with Sony and Amazon Prime. Now, it's being led by former Walking Dead showrunner Angela Kang and executive producers Chris Miller and Phil Lord, who served on the Into the Spider-Verse film, as well as Sony's head honcho, uh, Amy Pascal. Of course, the series will center around Cindy Moon, a.k.a. Silk, with some potential links to other spider people in that lane that they are building up over time. So thoughts on this project? Um, it looks interesting. Uh, that's about as much as I could say. I, mm. I tend to steer, not steer clear of, but like when it's like Spider-Man and it's not Marvel handled mm-hmm. by Marvel. And I'm not saying that people who don't, who aren't in Marvel can't handle a good Spider-Man show. It's just one of those things where it's like, I've never, I wasn't necessarily super interested in Silk. Mm. Um, I, I've read the first comic. It was actually pretty thick, but I was just like, it's pretty cool. There's just so many Spider-People that I just feel super overwhelmed by the sheer amount yeah. of them um and it's gonna be one of those shows that it's gonna have to prove itself for me to give it like the first viewing i'm gonna have to hear some good things before i'm like all right i'll i'll, I'll mm-hmm. dip my toe into it yeah now nah, i'm this is a weird spot because sony and spider-man right now don't sound good to me it don't because the last thing i remember is y'all trying to set some stuff up with morbius and whenever y'all mention that name i i can't believe we somehow got over him in the internet i can't believe he did that meme just died out at some point. I thought it was never going to really die out, at least for a good another five months, but it just disappeared, which is fantastic. Don't bring that back. Um, I it, It's hard for me to see what's going on, but given the track record of the showrunners of Angela Kang, uh, the, the Spider-Verse crew, and Amy Pascal having direct hands into this, I think there could be potential for it to be a really good show, actually, especially with the Spider-Verse people on there, especially with the Spider-Verse people on there. If they can bring that level of expertise and uh, just influence onto the project, I think it can turn out to be something decent. It can it can really uh, add some shine to something that I think on face value could be a little bleak for some people to, to, to basically digest in, in what might turn out or transpire from the show. But again, you're you're really trying to set all this other stuff up. What's it called? The other Madam Web is also going to be on that side of the things. I don't know if it's going to be connected to that stuff as well. You know what I'm saying? Madam Web is a whole nother kettle of fish that we got to talk about another time. That is going to be an absolute. Whew. But aside from all that, Silk, again, a, pre- a pretty interesting character. So it's somebody I don't know too, too much about. But again, it's another per- another side of the, you know, the, the spider verse, so to speak. And being able to connect that, I think based on the showrunners, this has potential to be something really good. I'll give it a fair shake. But I'm not the most excited. But I will give it a fair shake. And I think that's the most important thing for stuff like this. I'm a sucker for Spider-Man stuff. So, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll give it as just due. We'll see. Yeah, you let me know how that goes. <laughs> All right. I'll try. You be staring clear. My man said, no, nah, I, I don't need it more services, bro. I'm good. I don't have the I'm time good. for that. <laughs> I'm good. I will figure it out, man. We'll figure it out. All right. 
on to the next topic right here we have the streets of rage film project so we know now from deadline that Lionsgate Productions now have the rights to the Streets of Rage uh, feature film and are planning to uh, make a project around the beat-em-up classic. Now, John Wick creator Derek Colstead is set to direct and pen the script with Sega-branded uh, film TV executive Toru Nakahara coming in to help produce and members from DJ2 Entertainment, who did the Sonic 2 movie, and Escape Artists, who did the Equalizer franchise, will be chipping in as well. So, thoughts on this? This actually sounds sick, actually. Um... I'm excited. I actually played. Have you, have you played Streets of Rage Four? Um, I haven't played Streets of Rage Four. I haven't played Streets of Rage Four. I played other Streets of Rage. That game is insane. Mm. Four is insane. Uh, definitely yeah. check that out. Um, mm. Streets of Rage franchise is really, really interesting. Mm. Um, I'm excited to see what comes of it because I'm actually a huge fan of Streets of Rage Four. It was a really fun time. Me and my girlfriend played that game. We started it on hard mode and didn't realize mm. it, and we were just too stubborn to switch. But we beat it on hard mode. Shout outs to us. Can't believe that nice. I actually went through. Uh, but ultimately a really, really good game. I think that it is going to be, I think it would adapt to the screen very well because the story is simple enough to be told in under two hours or in two mm. hours in general, but also gives enough depth for people to actually show, like give some, some range for the actress to actually show, show out. Um, mm. I think that this is really sick. I hope they, I hope we get like a whole slew of games. There's so many classic games that I would love to see told into a movie format like streets of rage automatically makes me think of final fight which had a really interesting uh which had a really interesting storyline because like it led into this the street fighter universe and we're not even gonna Mm. get we're not gonna touch that but it could be one of those one of those things where it's like okay people like streets of uh people like final fight maybe we could start implementing some 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 street fighter stories like Mm. i i think that this this is a good this is like one of those those games that it's like this could be a great film, um, kind of like a game like Hotline Miami, where like story oh, yeah. is there enough to be a good movie and short enough to be a good movie, as opposed to something mm-hmm. like Metal Gear Solid that has like twelve hours of cutscenes for one game. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, not one hundred percent. I feel like speaking on again the, the the team side of this, this is a really well equipped team to handle a game like this, in my mm-hmm. opinion because of the level of action that's involved. I mean, when you think of John Wick, you think of nonstop action, fantastic and creative ways to display fight scenes. And I feel like that's well suited to how, how, how almost to call streets of rage just generally is as a franchise. So Derek Colstead, I think is well within his, his realm to, to pen something and, and direct something of that nature for one. Um, and of course people coming in with the video game sense, of course the actual, uh, the the lore kind of exports the experts the people from Sega themselves you know what I'm saying just making sure things are tip top in terms of accuracy having that on that end is very good and the escape artists as well uh, the Equalizer fan- franchise they did seven pounds you know what I'm saying like they they have some really good actiony you know what I'm saying action drama they have a good range of 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 basically stuff that they've done in terms of their resume so uh have having people from escape artists is good as well I think probably out of all the stuff that we've covered. This is up there with probably like the top three or five most well-equipped teams to handle the IP that they're tackling, in my opinion. Like everything lines up in my head with how with who's on the team and how how we know the story of Streets of Rage and how we know Street, Streets of Rage plays and the experience of it. This could be this could be a, a pretty solid hit. This could be a pretty solid one that definitely you know hops over the line of, of video game adaptations that actually make it to be a, a, a decent film. Yeah, I definitely feel like we're in a really I feel like this is one of those like we got the all-star team together for this yeah. for this moment. 
the the, the planets might definitely align on this one, bro. I'm, I'm de- I think I got to tip this one to be one of the better projects that come out in terms of video game adaptations in the next couple of years. But you know what I'm saying? We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. But all right, moving on uh, to, to, I don't know how I feel about this news, but apparently Netflix is in the market to create a brand new universe in a similar elk to American horror story. But with the serial killers and monsters being marketed on their programming now with the monster series. Now, with the success of, uh, of course, the Dahmer uh, Netflix show, it seems that they ordered two more seasons of the monster series with uh, basically covering other serial killers and whatnot. Apparently, John Wayne Gacy has been tapped to be the most likely candidate for next season's focus. They want to make a universe with all these folks. What do you think about this, man? Um, No. Like, I... <laughs> There, there is like a certain extent. I feel like true crime uh, TV shows and movies uh, can tap into before I'm like, this is starting to, to lose the point of of talking about these things. Um, the issue is when I watch things like Dahmer. Like, I don't want these shows to humanize these people. I don't want to show the reasons they like. I want them to t- to say the reasons that they do it, but not to make it seem like an excuse. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Um, I haven't watched any of these shows because I know what happened. I watched one documentary and I was like, okay, I know who this Jeffrey Dahmer dude is. And then after that, I was kind of done. Like I didn't need anything more. Um, But the way we're kind of like making it out to seem, it's almost as if like these people are either one celebrities, two myths or three, just like misunderstood people to an extent. And I don't like any of any of those three options. Like I think we should call them what they are, which are like, these people are monsters, but that's not like, like now it's like a, a title now now it's a franchise like oh we got the monsters like that's just i hate it um these people actually hurt real people and real life stories and imagine like somebody murders your loved one for no real reason um and no no excusable reason and then now netflix has made an entire it made a killing off the story of your dead loved ones while also being like we're gonna we're gonna do this for everybody like these people don't need to be this we shouldn't be praising these people we shouldn't be making shows about these people they should be in mm-hmm. like a documentary or an informative setting where we explain to y'all why these motherfuckers are horrible people and we keep it pushing not yep. fucking let me let me live with Dahmer for 12 episodes fuck that yep 100 percent. and uh, somebody mentioned it in, like one of these twitter threads or whatever i was reading through and just and, like reading up more on a story and it was like that's why like you know my hunter would be cool to put these people on but they would never do it because Mindhunter actually paints them to be, you know, like wild nut ass people. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. just shows the actual true nature of them, not monsters, not not really anything relatable. Just isolates them and shows them of how they were. Like killers, bro. You know what I'm saying? The detestable motherfuckers, bro. That's it though. But that's a different topic. This upsets me for twofold reasons. One, the the, the reason you mentioned. We should not be romanticizing any of these fools, bro. They killed a bunch of people. They've ruined a lot of families' lives. Let's not make a series out of them just because they made some money for a documentary. You know what I'm saying? Let's not do that. Let's let's please skip over that. Who ca- who cares, bro? They killed the murderers. There's no need to go into their story and be like, oh my gosh. Like, dang. That's crazy. That could have been an error, bro. All the all the all the chicks out there watching all, all watch these murder documentaries for like, you know, like I'm about to say like love inspiration or whatever. Y'all wildin'. Y'all cannot fix people like this, bro. They kill us. You know what I'm saying? Like, leave it alone. Leave it alone, Netflix. You should leave it alone just based off the fact of, like, how many people that you asked to consult, like, the actual families told you, no, do not make this show, and you still want to go make it anyways. That should have told you already that this is probably not a way, good way to go. That, 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 that just, from one, from, from, a, from a 
company perspective shows that they're desperate to really get something that hits big numbers. They just they're here for the numbers. They're here for the numbers. They're here to keep people on the platform. They're here to do that thing. They they were all raving about how this was sold like it had like a billion sales or a billion views or whatever the hell it was. And it was in in ballpark range of uh what's it called? Uh Stranger Things and uh the other show that was on Netflix that premiered. Uh, but basically it just shows like, yo, you don't care about these people's families. You don't care about actually portraying these, these things accurately. You're just here for romanticizing the horror, romanticizing the murder, because that gets views. Whatever it is what it is. Second reason why I, I just dislike this in general. We got to stop with the universes, guys. In real life today, there's enough evidence to, to suggest that there is multiple universes in our real life today. That's already an overwhelming thought. So for me to go into one movie, one movie that I don't even know nothing about, and then you tell me that there's a connected universe where there's eight other movies that you got to watch just to get somehow sped up, you know, brought up to speed on that. And I don't care too much about the movie in the first place. It's overwhelming. It's overused, bro. It's not even warranted. When in the hell was there overlap between John Wayne Gacy, you know what I'm saying, and uh, and, and what's the name, and, and Jeffrey Dahmer? Besides maybe like one, one random ass convention, I guess. I don't know. What's the point? What's the point of a connected universe and, and things that have no business being a connected universe? Like, what the hell? You have Joe from you, you know what I'm saying? Random stalkers and stuff like that just in the connected universe in the corners like, hey, 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 John Wayne Gacy. Nice to meet you. Enjoy your work. Like, they, they never did that. <laughs> it's, ah. it's funny. It's funny because it's like, what's where are we going from here? You know, like where, what's, what's the, what's, what's the, the end, end game? What's the, end, what's the serial killers end game? Is it a Thanos of serial killers? It's like a giant <laughs> ass. Like it's like a cop in a department. Like I need, I like you guys are going to, you guys are going to go to jail. And it's like, yo, we got to stop them or else we can't commit our crimes anymore. And shit. Da, da, da. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. They all come through like a random ass portal and stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> serial killers <laughs> assemble like nigga. What? That makes no sense. Like, I like to uh, I'd like to talk to you about the serial killers uh, initiative. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's a serial killer with an eye pass coming in. And he's like, listen, I'm I'm assembling a team. Like, nigga, what do you mean? There's no team for serial killing. There's weirdos, bruh. They just kill people. It's the CIA, and they're like, we need to we need to keep the, the police we need to keep the police budgets high. So we need to, <laughs> to contract you. <laughs> this is insane. Oh my! They, they signed what's the name? Uh, I'm about to say Amanda Waller. They put her in. There. Oh my gosh! The ser- the serial squad, the serial squad. Oh my gosh! This is, please, please, for everything that's good in this world. If you do not need to make a universe, don't do it. Yes, we understand that universes make money, but if it makes sense, yes, it does. Marvel has enough IP to make a connect universe because that's what they've been doing in comics for damn near 40, 50, 60, 70 years. DC, the same thing. Star Wars, you can even argue, yes, because it's all connected, just different eras of the same timeline. You can do this crossover stuff like that because some people did the same time. Hell, you, 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 you can do certain other Marvel property. Power Rangers and TNG and Ninja Turtles. I'll even allow that. At least it was rocking folks in a fun and whimsical way. At least it was doing that. What the series? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, it's weird. I like some of those documentaries. Not really, but just for the joke. But what the fuck does it have to do with a connected universe? What does it have to do with it? That's so funny. Oh my gosh, it's, it's just some bullshit, bro. I, Netflix, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look what the money make a bitch do. Look what the money make a bitch do. Anyway, <laughs> moving on to the last story of the trailer trove here. 
Hollywood definitely got the chainsaws up for this one as Netflix has officially partnered with the Coalition to develop a live action film and subsequent adult animated series for the Gears of War franchise. Now, there's some buzz around this from fans and actors alike. We even saw Batista suit up and say, hey, listen, I need to cast me. Uh, so this could be an interesting video game film to look into, man. So I. Uh, Thoughts on, you know, the, the potential of this project and, uh, you know, Netflix kind of taking over the helm for Gears of War in uh, more of a TV sense, TV and film. Uh, I think it'd be cool. I think it's a, it's a pretty solid franchise to use games like this, like um, uh, something that's similar to like a Doom. I don't know how they would do Doom, but like I think with mm-hmm. the Gears of War, these characters have enough personality to be able to translate it to a pen and paper. Um, I... I'm excited to see. I think Batista would actually be a really good person to, to put into this into this TV show or film. I actually agree. Like, there, there's a there's a lot of people who I think would be very interested. Maybe even get a, a Henry Cavill cameo or something. Because I know I know he's a huge gamer. And it's not really like it's not really Miss Fantasy and in in uh magic, but it definitely yeah. I I feel like he knows something about Gears yeah. of War. He's got he's gotta know something. He's gotta know something. He's gotta know something. <laughs> nah, for real. I'm like in terms of actual game franchises, this is the one that I think it could easily be a movie. This is one of those ones that could easily be a movie, honestly. If you get the CGI and the characters right with the Locusts and Queen Mira and stuff like that, General Rom, if you get those characters right in terms of how they're displayed, if you, I can go, I'm not saying go like Pirates of the Caribbean level, but you need to be in that ballpark of being able to display some of those characters like a General Rom and stuff like that to get the facial expressions and everything down right. You know what I'm saying? I mm-hmm. think that it could actually be a good movie. And the casting as well needs to be right. The writing, oh my gosh. I know the writing wasn't the greatest in the game, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like there needs to be some 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 substance there as well. Uh, but there was some good story in there, man. There's some damn good story in Gears of War. Um, the little funniest thing is though, I was talking about this the other day with somebody. I think it was Groovy J. Shout out Groovy J. And he was like, bro, look up the actual character of Coltrane. Or somebody was like, look up the actual character of Coltrane. It might, it might have been Jin. Shout out to Jin Singh. And he was like, go Google the voice actor for Coltrane right now. And while he's, while, you know, deadass do it when, when, Google him, Google him. I about to say, and then while I'm saying that, it's weird because, again, you, you think of these, all these Gears of War characters as like, you know, Husky, the Burly, the big dudes and stuff like that. I feel like some of that is needed. Maybe, maybe it isn't. I don't, I, I think it is for the, for the rest of this game. There it is. I was, okay, I was, I was stalling for that moment. You see how accurate that man looks? In terms yeah. of Coltrane, you don't need nobody else. In terms of Coltrane, yeah. Coltrane's already casted. That's him. That's him. That's dope. This That's man so got funny. buff as hell. He was just naturally buff as hell for the role. Like he, they, 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 they didn't, they didn't even need like crazy mocap stuff. They just put dots on him and stuff. They're like, yeah, that's it, bro. You don't need to modify your body in game. You're good. That's it. You need to put some armor yeah. on. It. Like that's crazy. But I will say this game uh, could definitely be one of those ones that actually is a better adaptation because the story is well suited to a movie format, in my opinion. And the adult animated series sounds even better to me. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm honestly the biggest fish to fry right now is the live action casting, I think. And then everything should hopefully fall into place depending on who's directing and whatnot. But interesting stuff. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at Gears of War. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what they come up with. I think that they have, I think the IP, that IP translates well into a TV or film setting. And a lot of it, there's obviously a lot of interest in it. Mm-hmm, 100%, 100%. So, uh, shout outs to that. And uh, yeah, we're going to see how, how that progresses in the next couple of weeks to months to years. Hopefully we'll see more of it. And uh, getting out to the rest of the main stories of this podcast ah, in uh, in that 90 bucks is mad conflicting form news. Battlefield 2042 is set to drop on a- Xbox Game Pass at the start of season three. 
Uh, this news has officially been followed behind the update that 2042 will only receive one new map for the upcoming seasons of three and four with more changes in gameplay, bugs and quality of life being the focus. So how do you feel about these changes for 2042? I want my $90. <laughs> um, I don't like I don't we're a year <laughs> into this game's life and I feel like I haven't played it yet. I haven't played it in a long ass time. I said King convinced me to to give it one more try. I don't know when I will. Um, I do plan on giving it one more try. Maybe when it gets on Game Pass. Maybe when the player base rises a little bit. Um, yeah, bro, we're just kind of in a rough spot. It's funny because it's like, oh, we get one more new map. I don't know why we're still making quality of life and like, because basically the thing we're still trying to fix the shit. I don't know why we're a year into its release because I think it came out like either like this week November. or last week yeah i think it might have been last week it was last week yeah and um i still haven't heard any good things about the game like i haven't heard not one single positive thing i'm gonna, the, I'm gonna just the railgun looked kind of cool there was a trailer that came out like they had they were, they were starting to add more like future tech stuff and like the railgun looked kind of dope but I, that's all I, got. See, I didn't even see that. I, I didn't even see that. Actually, I'm going to just go out on a limb here. Let me just look up <laughs> Battlefield. Let's see. Let's see uh, if anybody is playing that game right now, live on air. Let's see how many people are playing Battlefield 2042. We have. Oh, wow. Actually, there's 500 people watching. Interesting. Oh, well, you learn something new every day. That's crazy. That's that's a that's a higher that's a higher number than I was expecting. I ain't going front. That's I a higher number than I was expecting. You know what I'm saying? But that's still less than a thousand people. What's what, what's higher than a thousand people right now? Go 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 to categories higher than a thousand people. Uh let's you know what? Let's 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 find that out. Um categories anything next to it uh, above a thousand. Anything above above a thousand. We got Red Dead Two is above. Is at four thousand. Oh, that uh, Madden Twenty Three is actually above. It's, it's lower than that, but above uh, two thousand. I mean, that's Madden, but still, that's kind of crazy um, for, given the size. Fallout One is a Fallout 1, One. That's that is insane. Um, <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing for anything under it right now, but uh, let's just keep looking. Um. Hollow Knight is at 651. Yeah, Hollow, this is a... Like, Hollow Knight, no disrespect to Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight's Hollow Knight, you know what I'm saying? Indie classic, but like Battlefield 2042. The Apparently the biggest Battlefield of all time, but keep going, please. Yeah, um, I believe... What did I say Battlefield 2042 was? Like 500? Yes. Around there? Um, Battlefield 1 is also at 500, which is interesting. <laughs> equally as disappointing. Equally as disappointing. I will say it is currently three o'clock on a Friday, but it's also still true. Crazy but still, Fallout One, crazy. yeah, that Fallout One is crazy. That Battlefield given the one same is above. constraints, given the same constraints, Battlefield One is in the same like ten viewers, if not above you. It's it is above it. It's it's above it by about sixteen viewers. Come on, son. Come on, That's son. Nuts. Come on, son. Come on, son. Hey, this is crazy. We gotta really talk about this. Like, <laughs> listen, when we, when, man, I need to, we need to get work on these categories, bro. Flop of the year, so we gotta talk about. We gotta talk. We gotta yeah. talk. Cause you know, say no disrespect to somebody, but, but the impact, man. We gotta, we gotta. This, this can't be understated. This is crazy. They tried mm -hmm. to jump the gun and they got, they got rocked. They got rocked. I don't know, man. Them and Halo Infinite, bro. I ain't gonna lie. That's crazy. Two, I. You would expect 
you would honestly expect the worst thing in this calendar year out of the big main shooters to probably be Call of Duty. Especially with how the rollout was. People was people was getting ready to get Call of Duty all the way up out of here. And it's crazy how Call of Duty is the most enjoyed one and the most successful one out of those three by a great margin right now today. It's insane. Yeah. We, I, I can talk about it next week when we when I get more uh, time on the ball because I didn't buy Call of Duty yet, but I was going to try it out. But, like, it's it's who would have who wrote it? Who would have wrote yeah. it, bro? Who would have wrote it? Listen, man, 2042. Shout out to the Game Pass, game pass though, for picking it up. Come on, you huddled masses. You know what I'm saying? All, all your poor come through. <laughs> we'll make we'll, we'll we'll give you a boost up. We'll give you a boost up. Uh, shout out to the game pass though. We're moving on to the next story here. Uh, we got a couple of we got a, got word a couple of weeks back actually that Sony has gone into business with NCSoft, the South Korean studio behind the Guild Wars series, to create a Horizon MMORPG game. Uh, you know there was uh, of course some rumblings last year with some job postings that multiplayer was coming to some Horizon experience. But we didn't know uh, exactly what it was, or even if it was, according to Guerrilla Games. But it looks like the train's heading towards live service, specifically, you know, which has been a growing thing for Sony, and they've been really trying to get into the live service genre the past few years. So this might be another way in. How you feel about it? I'm all right. Um, I'm pretty. I'm pretty solid. I don't know if I really need the uh, Horizon MMO. Um, great for the people who who enjoyed this game a lot. I think the game is really solid. Um, but I'm just like, I just didn't think I needed a, uh, MMORPG for this franchise. I love Horizon, but I just, maybe I'm just not a big enough fan. Uh, I think it's, it's cool though. MMOs are very interesting. I actually would love to see how they're going to do this as an MMO. Is it going to be a third person kind of like action MMO? Is it going to be top down mm-hmm. like Lost Ark? Uh, like I got a, a variety of questions, uh, but I think it, it has a, it has a beautiful world that could translate well into MMO. That is for sure. I think that the the world is vast and very unexplored or at least unwritten uh, to our knowledge that I think that it would be sick to see. um, Oh, I'm from the Northern part or I'm from like the Southern part. Like it it would, it would generate a lot of interest, I think. So I'm kind Mm. of on the fence with it. I'm not necessarily looking forward to it, but I would love to to check it out from like a viewer or a fan's perspective outside of like, I'm going to get in this and I'm going to grind out a bunch of hours on this. Mm -hmm. Now, while while the plot and direction is very different, it kind of reminds me of The Last of Us a little bit, of course, post-apocalyptic, but they're in certain parts of the United States or North America. And, you know, they're kind of making their way through it, you know, completely, you know, different world, so to speak. But it's based on the same premise of that. And they could basically take that same idea where they just carve out another part of the United States and say, oh, yeah, the MMO is based in this area. And then, you know, Horizon Forbidden West went to that area. It went to, you know, San Francisco and California and that part uh, of the United States. But it kind of reminds me of that setup, how, like, you know, again, Last of Us 1 was in, like, a couple of different areas. And then Last of Us 2 went to, like, Washington and stuff like that and, like, other parts like that. Apparently, the multiplayer is going to be in San Francisco. That's what a lot of rumors have stated. Or a lot of the pictures when they revealed that first, it would be, like, you know, deep west San San Francisco and, like, California area and stuff. So it's a lot of different things to consider. Uh, but, you know, Horizon, I'm not mad at. Again, this plays into Sony's. Sony wants to go super live service. They know a lot of money is being held in there. I feel like Final Fantasy XIV uh, really put a lot of eyes on live service over the past couple of years. Like, yo, there's still a bag to be made over here. So Sony's trying to, like, you know, line line up as much of a big effort to push into this land as they can. 
I feel like, you know, we've seen that happen a couple of times. Babylon's Fall, I think it was. Babylon's Fall, the one that uh, got canceled or whatever, the ending of the servers. That was, yes, a, that, was a, that was an attempt that was in there. So they're going to try and basically intensify and do their stuff. Uh, you know, and, and some people I've heard the kind of the argument that, oh, yeah, or, or the, I guess the rhetoric that, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Horizon's getting pimped out. And I'm like, do you not see every other Sony IP? It's just their turn, bro. It's just their turn. We've we've said this before on this podcast. Every major IP has their turn in the sun to get pimped out to everything, bro. You're going to have movie, TV show, one game, one major game, spinoff, mobile game, whatever inclusions in other PlayStation properties or whatever the hell you want or collaborations. Like, it's just Horizon's turn in the sun for that. Now, you see God of War is not too far behind. God of War Riding Rock came out, you know what I'm saying? And then the TV show's coming, something else might come through. Then Last of Us is lining up again, they have their whole stuff coming through. Like, they're just trying to maximize on the IP, and it's... Because Sony's very first-party heavy and exclusive heavy, they're gonna have to lean on that as much as possible to, you know, to get their coin and expand, so to speak. So, you know, I'm not mad at the the choice of where they're going with their live service, and that is just kind of a statement of fact that they're gonna use their biggest IPs to get a foothold in those markets. So, kind of have to get used to that if you're if you're unfamiliar. But you know, NCSoft again, Guild Wars. I'm not too familiar with Guild Wars itself, but they they they're a tenured franchise. I know Guild Wars been around for at least a decade plus or more. Like literally probably 15 years, I think. Even yeah, even more than that. Yeah, I played a little bit of Guild Wars 2, and it was one of the most fun I've had in an MMO um to date, actually. It was really, really because it was very fast. And that's something mm. that's different from like um World of Warcraft, where it's like yeah, you know, you press a button, sometimes the spell needs to charge. Same thing with like Final Fantasy. But the beauty mm. behind um this game was that it felt like a first person game like everything was fast mm. all the spells are fast obviously it makes the game a little bit more harder but yeah. it makes it very engaging and mm. that was one of my biggest like i loved about guild wars and the, the honestly the guild wars 2 is probably one of the best mmos i actually played of all like i'm, I'm like talking mm. about it and i'm really thinking like that game was amazing the only thing the only reason i didn't play guild wars as much or even until this day is just one i don't have time for mmos anymore yeah um and two, there just wasn't a huge community behind it because it wasn't an MMO like WoW where you paid every month. So people were there yeah. consistently. Um, they were they made their money off of like expansions and uh. events. So like there isn't always consistent updates because you're not getting consistent money built in, you know? Like mm-hmm. you have to plan around shit. So yeah. I think that those people being at the helm is like fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really just depends on how many people are really excited for horizon. I think it's one of those franchises that like is, I don't think it gets as much love as the other PlayStation franchises. Yeah, um, and I think it, it could just be because of how different it is from most games that are popular. Like it's very different mm. from like God of war. It's very different from ghost of Tsushima. It yeah. is a very different game, but a good game nonetheless. Mm-hmm. I think it's also timing, man. It's also timing. Like literally, you gotta mm-hmm. realize that whenever a major release, I, I gotta remember when the first one came out and like the releases that dropped around it. But it usually got like you know it got it shine at first, but then there was some other big fish in that pond that basically kind of took some shine away from it. Especially this year, you know they dropped literally the same like the same stretch of time the Elder Ring dropped and it, yeah. they had their they had their couple of weeks. But as soon as Elder Ring was like getting early review scores, it was they were out of here. You know what it's I'm quiet. saying? And and it's and it's 
it's an unfortunate byproduct of being in a release schedule like like you are. You know, you want to have enough room to be in a big window or a competitive window, but then some really big fish that people are just super loyal to in terms of brand or super excited for just off of virtue of the title. They go in and then they're not paying too much attention to it in Horizon. But again, it, it is what it is. But again, I think Horizon, well, Forbidden Best was probably one of the better, it can definitely one of the better games this year for one. And uh, I think MMO, I think it could suit it. Honestly, again, with the premise, with how the world is set up, I think it's easy to pluck out a, a, a spot of land and call that MMO and then have that gameplay as long as it's, again, smooth, fast, uh, very engaging. It's something that can you know probably stand the test of time. Yeah, I, I fully agree with you. Yeah, 100 percent, 100 percent. So moving on to this next report here, uh, as James Gunn and Peter Safran's are getting into their roles as co-heads of the DC Universe in media moving forward. WB Discovery head David Zaslav mentioned the strategy of DC going forward, basically wanted it to be an overarching Bible that James Gunn and Peter Safran's crafted, connecting all facets of the brand, including video games so uh, what does this really mean for you know any of the dc games going forward how is it including the strategy i mean does this change things how might it change things how do you feel about this one <sighs> i think it's a great idea because i don't think we've seen anything like this i feel like the, the game the, the movies shit even the comic books everything is kind of very disconnected i think the, the written medium should definitely stay disconnected to give them room to like explore avenues that movie and video games just don't have the budget to do um mm-hmm. it's like a comic book or a storyline that flops isn't as detrimental as like putting five years into a game that flops you know yeah um i think that this is sick because honestly um not every dc game but we don't have that many dc games to really go off of but like mm-hmm. gotham knights is, was getting given a bad rap um yeah. for a variety of reasons but i know like when the story was like being unfolded like it just didn't look as good and it's like i think if they had something to refer to or even people to have like just like not necessarily to refer to but like yo this is like how we envision shit so like if you have any ideas or you don't really care strongly for like Batgirl's backstory use this this is what mm. you should refer to when creating it if you don't have any idea like let's not go off the walls crazy here but yeah. like this is like a guideline um like i think that would benefit people who are stepping into this this video game space or or companies that just aren't that interested in maybe making a batman game but they're like oh this is what we this is what the company wants so this is what the what we're gonna uh produce Mm -hmm. um i would love to see connections between films and and movies and games like i would love to see like that connection being made but it really just ultimately depends on how good this bible is um and if and how willing companies are to to adopt it because another thing you have to think of is like i'm creating this video game i got i got the ip of batman i'm able to make a batman game and now you're telling me i have guidelines that's not what i signed up for i wanted to make my own batman game so it really it it, it's kind of tough like i because i as a as a person who as a fan of batman i don't want or a fan of any dc medium i would want the representation of my characters to be top notch i want like the best the best creative minds all behind it giving the best possible making the best possible decisions but as a creator i would hate to be pigeonholed and told like i can't do this batman story because of xyz um yeah and it's it's a tough spot to be in but like i fucking hate it when batman uses guns but yeah. fucking some people don't care about that yeah that's true you're not wrong you're not wrong so i i, I again my hope with this is that there's enough 
I guess there's enough love given to the video game side of things. If that's going to be included in the strategy, I hope they get enough love and resources to where they don't get led astray, but also enough space to where the devs can do their work. Like, if we have the capacity to make another, you know, and I'm not saying like word for word, but in terms of the creative process, give people enough reign to make an Arkham Asylum type game or something like that. Not like in style, but just how they were able to do their thing, take the source material and develop it on their own. They had some baseline, they had some, you know, some guides, but they made it their own. Like, um, what's it called? Um, Suicide Squad, Killer Justice League when it comes out next year. Hopefully that's a good indicator and I hopefully it's, it, it leaves a positive impression on the the new team, the new studio heads, just to see, hey, listen, this is what it can be. This is what we can make it consistently if we have enough time, dedication, and enough breathing room on the dev side, but enough attention and resources on the studio side to give us what we need to make stuff happen. And then think about the games that you know could be made from it. Like we, there's a lot of there's a lot of games in the DC universe that could be made, but we just haven't had the developers to really do it, honestly. You know what I'm saying? Like, who knows? Even in the future, maybe a dreaded Superman game could actually exist. Who knows, bro? Who, like, who, who has any idea of what could come next? But I'm interested to see that. Um, again, the DC Universe has a lot of room to work, in my opinion. It could be a really great set of stuff. I don't want it to be like the olden days where just a random-ass cheap video game dropped alongside the movie. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to do any of that stuff. But dedicated projects that do connect with some facets of the DC Universe... That would be fantastic, and that's what I hope for. Consistency and support. That's what I hope for for, for this overarching strategy that they have going forward. That's all I that's all I ask. That's all I ask. Yeah, I, I I fully agree. I don't want people's creative vision to be um stifled, but I also don't want bad games uh and bad and bad choices because I think it's more important for the movies than the video games itself. But at the same time, it's like we don't know what the future of, of DC games holds because we're not, we have, that's like an area that hasn't been explored yet. Facts, facts. And before we go any further, it just popped in my head, man. Huge, huge rest in peace to the GOAT Kevin Conroy. Let's before, yes, we, before any, before we do anything else, man, I, I can't believe I didn't write that on show notes at first, bro. But yeah, that, that joint stopped me in my tracks midweek or last week or wherever, whenever it happened. It's been a blur to be real, but Shout outs to the GOAT, the voice of Batman. I don't care what you say. Whenever you, whenever I read something, whenever millions of people read something in Batman's voice, that's his voice that pops up. That man revolutionized what it means to be Batman in any media format. So rest in peace to the GOAT. He already been getting his flowers for years. So I'm, I'm glad he's been experiencing that love before he passed on. You know what I'm saying? So much service to 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 the to the role. Like I know everybody likes to hate on Batman and do that stuff and like, oh, Batman just beat a mentally ill motherfuckers, da 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 da. But he showed so much of Batman in terms of, again, the the side that was conflicted with being the Dark Knight, but also the human side, like him losing his parents and not figuring out where to go. So much emotion that he conveyed in so many parts of his role, from the animated series to the movies to whatever. He was Batman. And if you want to rank Batman in terms of whatever media outlet, top to bottom, whoever's casted, he's my number one all the time. Every single time, there is no debate on my end. So rest in peace to the gold, Kevin Conroy. Voice will be missed. Yeah, I, I can I can agree to that sentiment. I can't see anybody better than Kevin Conroy as Batman in any kind of medium, shape, way, or form. None. Batman no. is Batman. Not not a single fucking one, bro. Legend, legend status, bro. Immortalized, ripped to the goat, man. Will be missed, but that man lives on forever, for real, for real. All right, moving on to the next piece right here. So Twitter. 
uh, yeah, Twitter. <laughs> Twitter's been put through the ringer over the past week or so, and it's 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 been wild to see everything uh, develop. So uh, I'm gonna try and uh, get through this as fast as I can. So bear with me here. Gonna take a deep breath. All right. So Elon Musk walks in with a sink. He then starts changing a bunch of internal programs and processes at the company. He launches Twitter. Blues people can buy verified badges at $8 a month. Hella people impersonate and troll. Then it's removed. Then it's brought back with two different badge marks. See who's official and who's paying for their check mark with a note from Elon that without those checks, those check marks should expect the algorithms to not pick up their tweets as much as those with a check. So un- unverified people have a basically asked out in terms of the algorithm i guess then gets rid of the majority of two-factor authentication teams and people can't log back in elon then bans and fires those who question him both internally on slack and on the app itself he cuts more internal processes and fires people realize he needs people to work and so he rehires some of the people including some of the people who memed it as well he dissolves senior leadership into the board so all decisions run through him he plans twitter 2.0 instead of a foreboding warning to all the employees saying hours will be longer and more intense just to get the job done if they don't agree they'll get their fire and severance pay but now it's backtracking because hella people are resigning in mass because they do not want to commit to that crazy ass plan. Twitter is now subject to mass exits from a lot of staff. It's now being reported that the app might get hit with breaks in the user experience as soon as today and there isn't even enough people to cover those services and core breakages around the app's internal interface, user experience, whatever you want to call it. And on top of that, Elon Musk said that finding a CEO to help him reduce his time at the company is on the cards. What the hell? Go ahead, Wynn. Um... How do I say this? It's weird, man. It's like I'm I'm watching one of my like it, Twitter is hands down my favorite social media um, Absolutely. platform. Absolutely. Um, one one thousand percent easily. Um, not my favorite to create on, just my favorite to enjoy as a consumer. And I'm losing that that social media app because a guy like I saw this tweet that encapsulated it wonderfully. Elon Musk buying Twitter is like when gamers think they know how to do the jobs of a dev. Like, it's literally that. It's like, I, I use this shit all the time, so I know what the fuck I'm talking about. And then they get a hold of the reins, and they ruin it completely. Um, There's a perfect example of fucking around and finding out. And although I will miss Twitter for, for all that it's been, seeing this shit happen to elon is probably the funniest thing i've ever been able to live through in my entire life we have to live through like horrible historical terrifying moments in in this past 26 years i've been alive but seeing somebody fuck up their bag off of thinking they off of just being a I don't even know what the word is, man. Like, I don't even know what you can call this. This is just the biggest bag fumble I've seen yeah. in, in years. Like, this it's is a, this is it's astronomical. A it's a legendary. It's weird. It's weird. But go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to explain my point like, in a second. But go ahead. It's it's crazy to me. Like, this is so enormously embarrassing. I, I can't imagine this not being in any in, in history books to, to come. Like, it doesn't even like we could talk about like the the war of 17 we could, we could talk about like the american revolution and i want the next yeah. section she's to be like oh so elon musk blew 44 <laughs> billion dollars like i don't care where you put it in the history books but it has to be there because you have to understand how much money this is and how this motherfucker trolled his way into fucking up a platform that he used to troll on that is crazy. Like, that is so fucking hilarious. Rest in peace to Twitter if it dies. But man, mm. is this the funniest way it could have ever gone out? Like, I think this is beautiful. It's better than Vine. Vine just kind of died. This is yeah. like, you're seeing <laughs> the saga unfold. You guys let we- him believe he was important in this app. 
he bought it and now he's ruined it. It's it's Shakespeare is turning over in his grave <laughs> because he didn't write this. Oh man, now, this is this is weird, bro. Because I'm in a difficult spot with this. I I completely agree with you for one because fuck this nigga for one for one thing. That's a piece of shit. I don't care. I do not care for this man one bit. But it's hilarious seeing this guy come in with a sync day one thing and everything's gonna go smooth and he starts implementing random ass wild ass cuts, all this stupid shit, and then it backfires on him. Then he has to go start you know calling people in to stay at the job, but they're all leaving because they don't agree with the stupid shit that he's doing. It's just funny to see all the backfires and him trying to basically plug all the holes in the sinking ship that he cut holes in in the first place. You know what I'm saying? And and it's just it's just funny to see him squirm a little bit. It's funny, it's funny to see him struggle. But at the same time, it sucks because Twitter is definitely my favorite social app. It's the one I'm on the most. It's the one I'm most connected with in terms of the gaming community. It's the one where I've been the most successful in terms of, you know, a lot of different people reaching out to me or I reach out to them and, uh, you know, being active and out there. Uh, and, and on top of that, in a general sense, Twitter is such a hub for just communication and information most of it being, you know, you know, whether it be pointing out some wild process or whatever in, in a different part of the world, critiquing all the BS that Elon Musk puts out. Because that video of like the, the defective Teslas and the, the shoddy parts being put together was on Twitter a lot. And that was circulating heavily, too. So being a, such a, a big aggregator of information, critiques against establishments and basically a lot of a lot of things that causes it's, it's a facilitator for mobility in a lot of different causes. To be real, it's a facilitator for a lot of mobility and for a lot of different causes and good things. For that to be shot in the foot because this guy did it, I feel like it's halfway on purpose. I feel like it's halfway on purpose to shoot it in the knee. You know what I'm saying? Somebody on Twitter was like, yo, it's election season, so this man's messing up Twitter on purpose so people don't get the information they need. So if it goes down permanently, a lot of people are screwed. They got to go somewhere else to get the information. And a lot of people are not going to give it to you straight on like a Facebook or something like that. So it's a real catch 22 it's a real double-edged sword seeing twitter go down because while i like and i really enjoy this man being proved as a fraud day in and day out on a consistent basis we're losing a platform or at least i don't think we're losing but we're at least seeing a lot of breakages and damage to a platform that not only we enjoy as you know just general consumers and general you know people in the gaming industry one that connects so many different people one that, you know, enables so many people to do a lot of different things. We're also losing information in a general sense to keep us informed on the BS and, and fuckery that happens in, in society as a whole globally. You know what I'm saying? It's such a big driver for global information and being in the know. Some stuff I never would have known if it, if, it, if it was for Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Some stuff, some stuff I never, ever, ever, never even know what's happening. The one dude who was making water in that one state, he had a water generator. He was purifying his own water. I wouldn't even have known. You know what I'm saying? The government would have been had him. And I would have never known that story even existed. But it's in my head now. You know what I'm saying? Because of Twitter. So it's yeah. it's a real double-edged sword, man. It, it's just sad, bro. I don't think Twitter's necessarily going to die because there's always going to be people like that he can hire to like you know keep the, the, the app running. But damage is certainly being done. Damage is certainly being done. And it's, it's, it's just a weird place right now. But again, without fail, the memes have been hilarious. I, you, can, no, you, can always, been... you can always bet. You can always bet on Twitter. Whenever there's a crisis, whenever something's happening, you can always bet that Twitter will be hilarious, bro. Especially black Twitter, bro. Yeah, I don't know if you saw it, but there was a tweet talking about like North Korea launched another ballistic missile test, right? 
And then mm-hmm. somebody quote tweeted it with a clip of of Tyler Perry in a play, and he was like, "Calm down." He's like, "Calm down." We, 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 that, like you 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 were bringing your information to a grown folk conversation. We're not trying to hear that right now. He said, "Hold that thought. Hold that." I was on the floor, son. I was like, "Bro, we can't be we, we, so unserious, so unserious." Yeah. <laughs> I, it, what are you gonna do, man? It's Twitter. It's Twitter. Yeah. It's sad, uh, but out of my hands, I ain't pay for it. It, 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 facts. I didn't. I didn't spend that eight dollars, bro. I'm not spending that eight dollars. I'm sorry, bro. To the LLC folks and people who are spending that eight dollars, respect to y'all, bro. You know what I'm saying? No disrespect to my homie Cray. Shout out to Cray. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Cray, oh, Cray, Cray don't care though. Cray don't care though. That's whatever. I'm about to say he's got his own. He's got his own motivations, and that's fine. I respect that man, but I can't give him my eight dollars. I can't give Elon my eight, bro. I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, Twitter will be twittering, man. Twitter will be twittering. All right. Anyways, on to our penultimate story real quick. Uh, we had a, a new trailer uh, from Flying Wild Hog. Of course, if you were behind the Shadow Warriors series and Trek to Yomi, they dropped a new trailer for uh, Evil West that's dropping in December, showing off gameplay, the graphics and gore, the co-op features and more. Uh, How do you feel about the new look at Evil West before it drops? Uh, it looks interesting. It kind of reminds me of uh, Remnants of the Ash. Um, yes. I don't know if they did. They, they didn't make that game, right? I don't think they did. Um, I don't. But I, they they could have, but I can I can search like, it up. But yeah, it looks like Remnants of the Ash, amazing game. Um, uh, and it looks actually really interesting. I'm very interested. I haven't been Remnants of the Ash because I wanted to play co-op with Panda, and we just kind of kind of got buried in games. But mm. honestly, a phenomenal that that is a really good game. And if this plays like that, then I definitely am interested. Um, shout outs to uh, Outriders because they're no. they're taking the shit that you're trying to run with, and uh, a lot. Of- <laughs> Man, I ain't heard that game in a long time. It's been 84 years, boy. Outriders. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> haven't heard that name in a long time, boy. <sighs> Shit, I went right, <laughs> rode right out my life. That's what it did. <laughs> <laughs> ah, bro, that's another one, bro. I yo, I ain't heard not a peep of that game, bro. Oh my goodness gracious! And you won't. And I want to get. <laughs> and I want after this episode. And I want to get. <laughs> oh man, but oh, hold on. You, Evil, Evil West did look great though. Evil West did look it fantastic. Does look really good. I'm very interested to play it. I really do want to play it though when it drops. Uh, Flying Wild Hog has really. They've caught my eye a lot more now of recent years, especially with Trek to Yomi earlier earlier this year. Great, great developer from from my ends. I really enjoyed what they've put out, and this looks no different. So again, I'm excited for Evil West. I'm I'm, I'm going to try and cop it if I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it looks interesting. I definitely am also interested. I want to see what it, it plays like, but I'm very interested. Yeah, not 100%. All right. On to the final uh, story of this week. It's time. The Game Awards categories have released for this year's Game Awards going down December 8th. And uh, of course, the Mountain Dew and Dorito Pope had to grace with all these categories of different games and what's going on and what's happening with us. So we got to break it down, man. We got to talk about everything that's uh, been going down these categories. Some we can skip through, some we can, you know, kind of take our time on. But let's start with most anticipated game. The most anticipated game uh, going into next year, we have the categories Final Fantasy 16, Hogwarts Legacy, Resident Evil 4 Remake, Starfield, and The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Damn. Now, this this uh, is also a conversation for 2023, but, like, again, because it is literally, but 2023 stack, bro. Oh, my gosh. It is. It is. Um, I have my answer, though. I think it's pretty clear. 
Uh, Legend of Zelda. It's 1,000% mm. Legend of Zelda. I think it's mm. like it's easily. Um, no offense to the other games. They're all Ooh. very anticipated. Uh, I think maybe the next one up there would just be Hogwarts. And the only reason I not no disrespect to Resident Evil 4, but we've played Resident Evil 4. Nah. We've all played Resident, Resident Evil 4. Resident Evil is lowest on this list to me because yeah. it's a remake. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like Starfield. Okay, Bethesda, make a good game on release and then we'll talk. <laughs> um, Final Fantasy looks great. But fantastic. there is one game here that is like cons- that this moved units. People weren't buying PlayStations for Final Fantasy. This was why people played on a Switch. Like my brother, this is one of the only games he had a Switch for a while. This is the only game he ever beat and did every shrine and everything. This game is insane. So the sequel to that, yeah, I I think that's that's it's gonna be good. Yeah, I would tend to agree based on that logic. He definitely did change my mind personally. I know I'd have probably Final Fantasy 16 at the top, followed by uh, Hogwarts Legacy, then Legend of Zelda, because I don't got my Switch yet. I will have it before the end of the year. But if another Switch comes out on release of this game, I'm going to be so mad because I got peer pressured into buying a Switch this holiday season. Nobody wants, nobody told no, me to. No, no, I'm claiming it for the narrative. I'm claiming for a narrative. I don't want y'all to be right. I don't want y'all to be right. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. It's 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 it's, it's, it's all in my head, bro. It's, it's like it's like the meme with with Moon Knight. What, what was in his mind? But don't worry. All right, it's just narrative. Let me have my narrative. Let me have it. Let me have it. All right. <laughs> but I, I do agree with you though. I do think it um it, it is Tears of the Kingdom though. Like it's gonna people lose their shit when Zelda pops up on screen. It is it is what it is, bro. Like, it's it is a console seller. Let's be real. So yeah, I, I can agree with that being a being a winner. I can definitely predict that uh, pretty confidently. Uh, Innovation and Accessibility Award. Uh, lots of different categories here. We have As, As Dusk Falls, God of War Ragnarok, uh, Return to Monkey Island, Last of Us Part 1, and The Quarry. Um, I, I would personally say it's probably going to be a As Dusk Falls or God of War Ragnarok. I, whenever God of War releases these past two games, they always had a big, big dossier of just accessibility information and it's really good stuff honestly when i started the game uh like like earlier this earlier this week i was like yo there's a lot of options here like yo i i, I actually use some of them just because they help help yeah. me out in my focus and concentration like especially the text because i'm halfway blind and shit but you know I, I i think i think it's one of those two honestly um my money's gonna be so i would say god of war or last of us part one uh just mm. because of like a lot of the research that i did for certain videos that i made um, a lot of like the accessibility examples came out of the Last of Us franchise, and if Last yeah. of Us Part One has the same accessibility options as Part Two, then it's like insane. Like um, having the the crosshair, having your controller vibrate when your crosshair is on top of an enemy is that's really fun. Dope. Like that's, that's insane. Fire. That's that's crazy to me. That's fine. Um, I I think it's awesome, and honestly, like I'm a, I'm happy that we have this fucking this category in general. Um, love love what these people are doing with their games keep going 100 100 I, I i do agree man again for all these games to be even nominated for doing stuff and accessibility is a really good thing so again keep it up i agree next up is games for impact we have a memoir blue as does fall citizen sleeper endling extinction is forever hindsight and i was a teenage ex-colonist or exo-colonist um i'm i have actually have not played i uh, had the chance to play any of these games yet but i'm actually very interested in some of these games to try and go take a look at i have no idea Same. who could win from this you know what i'm saying i would just say at hindsight because of annapurna annapurna usually be winning that or or memoir blue annapurna be usually getting these categories like you know down packed but yeah i mean anyone else could win and i'll be fine honestly 1000 percent uh i might be on the same time same type time as you i might actually mm. play all six of these on stream at some point because these games sound mm. amazing I love me a good feeling game. I I beat Stray and that like almost had me crying. So the fact Damn, that Stray really? didn't even 
Yeah, Stray didn't even make the cut on this on this game, and I'm fucking. Mm. So these games have to be some pure heat if if mm. if the impact is that deep. So I definitely can't wait to try them out. Facts, facts. Moving up the list a little bit, we have content creator of the year. Uh, category uh, full of people named uh, Carl Jacobs, Ludwig Nebelion, No Brew, and QT Cinderella. I, for one, don't know one or answer. watch any of these niggas. There's only one answer here. It's Nebelion. It yeah. should be. Nibel don't even do content no more. He's a better content creator. He didn't even do, he didn't even do content in general. He was just a news aggregator, in my opinion. But he still yeah. did it better than most. I don't care for any anybody else on this list like that, bro. If you want to have a whole nother existential conversation about it, if you want to have a whole nother macro level conversation, Kai Sinat should be on this list. But crazy, yes. but you know they don't they don't watch black folk. They don't do they don't do anything. They don't have they don't want anything to do with black folk creators until we do something crazy that somehow involves whatever SQC's dancing or whatever he comes in the stream every every like you know once every five months or something like that or once in a while and blah blah blah. But Kai Sinat should be on this list and he should be winning by a landslide. But since he's not there, I'm going to Bellion because he was the greatest aggregator this this site will ever see. Simple as that. One thousand percent. Simple as that. Best VR AR. We got After the Fall, Among Us VR, Bone Lab, Moss Book 2, and Red Matter 2. Uh, what, what do you think? This is? I'll let you take the lead on this one. I'm definitely going to go with Among Us. I think Among Us Same. with uh, VR is just a, is a crazy-ass experience. I think it, I haven't played any of these games. I don't have a yeah. VR headset. Y'all want to change it. Y'all know what the, what the, what the Kofi is. Yeah. Um, but as of right now, looking at this... I want to say it's Among Us because of how crazy funny it could be, but all these games seem really interesting to play. Yeah, man. Uh, dude, who, dude who made the Oculus, do not give me that wild-ass, nut-ass SAO Oculus. Just give me a regular basic one to, to, to review, bro. You don't have to give me the other one, please. I don't want to die when I play uh. Among Us. Thank you. But I agree, it's Among Us, 100%. The amount of clips I've seen coming from VR, bro, it's had a whole second life because of the VR application, bro. Like, it, it, looks, it looks great. It looks great. Um, people are having so much fun with it. I've seen. I remember you see the one clip was like a little kid in there. He was like, "You're a monster," yeah. and he was chasing. Him, he was like, but I'm like <laughs> just moments like that are hilarious, bro. So I mean, for for all off that alone, the level of moments that have been had off of it, Among Us has to take it. One thousand percent. All right, moving on. Uh, where are we at here? Uh, I scrolled up a little bit. Hold on, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Best Simmons best, strategy. Uh, best Simmons strategy or best sports and racing? Uh, oh wait, I'm looking at the wrong one. Yeah, you're right. Aha. Aha! <laughs> okay, on bet sports and racing, we had F122, FIFA 23, NBA 2K23, Grand Turismo 7, and Ali Ali World. The rebel in me will always say Ali Ali World. You know what I'm saying? Because it is what it is. I only want one of two games to even win: Ali Ali World and FIFA 23. Um, FIFA in past years, I didn't even care if FIFA even won the award. I honestly rather they didn't in, in in these categories. But if if Ali Ali World don't win. I'm not mad if FIFA wins this year because honestly, this is probably one of the best FIFAs they had in the past few years. Again, right now they got the ultimate soundtrack, so the best FIFA tracks are on there. So I'm feeling a little bit nostalgic and whatnot. It's a World Cup year, so they have extra modes and stuff. They've made some strides and improvements, and this is the last FIFA before EA really gets to pick it up in gear and drops the FIFA name. So that would be cool. But my 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 vote hopefully goes for Ali Ali World. But you know, it is what it is. I only want Ali Ali World to, to win. <laughs> um, and I said that off the strain for like even with the FIFA soundtrack. I'd put the Ali Ali World soundtrack right up there, yeah, if I, not above it. Ali, Ali, Ali World soundtrack is heat too. Crazy. It's heat it's too. Crazy. It is, um, it is definitely heat too. I'm I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that at all. All right, moving up the category a little bit to best sim and strategy. We have Dune Spice Wars, Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope, Total War, Warhammer 3, 
Two Point Campus, and Victoria 3. I'll let you lead up on this one. Uh, I'm going to go with Total War Warhammer 3. Uh, I mm. really want to play the Mario Rabbit, uh, Rabbits game. It looks really good. Mm. I cannot I cannot express how much I love the Total Warhammer franchise, especially with their, the, the game now has a map where you can play as all the factions from all three games. Like That is just mm. some shit that you don't really see that much. It sucks that you still have to like, I mean, you still have to buy the first game and the second game and the DLCs of those characters to play them in the third game. But the fact that you can play, the fact that those DLCs don't lose their life after the first or second game is yeah, pretty something cool. that really brings it's a lot rare. of value to it. Like, yeah, like mm -hmm. I, I didn't want to buy those, right? Like I didn't want to buy those DLCs when I got the first game. Even when I got the second game, I'm like, I don't want to buy them. And then when the second game said, we're dropping a map where you can play as all the factions, that's what really changed my mind. It was like, no, I'm going to go back and pay for these. Like I'm buying. Yeah. DLCs that are like years old now. Mm. Um, I think that this game is is phenomenal. I love the franchise, and I really would love. I think a lot of people, more people, should tap into it because it's insanely good. Wow, I did not know that. That's actually a rare case. I would, I would low-key want to research that. Hi, this is like just additive DLCs, like actually holding its weight years later, not just like oh, there was a map pack that had its life cycle, and now it's pretty much over. You can do whatever now. Yep. That's actually pretty wild. Um, off the strength of just like how people received it, I'll probably edge it to Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope because people just know it more. But given that yeah. information, honestly, Warhammer could be an interesting pick. I wouldn't be mad if that one won either. I saw some some buzz about Spice Wars as well, but I think Mario Rabbit's probably going to take the category. Yeah, I, I try them all out, but I think I think a lot, and I think Dune and mm. Total War are both on Game Pass. Mm. Dang, yeah, so you, you can definitely try it. So I'm about to, yeah, I'm have to dip in. I'm gonna have to dip in. Say less, say less. All right, moving on to best score and music. We're seeing some of the heavy hitters make their first little, you know, what I'm saying, peek out of the blinds. We have uh, Olivier de Rivier, uh, uh, Play Tale Requiem, uh, Sukasa Saito for Elden Ring, Bear McCreary for Go for God of War Ragnarok, Two Feathers for Metal Hellsinger, and Yasunori Mitsuda for Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Now, based off of everything that I've played so far, I'm going to have to slightly edge it to Elden Ring, but I I can see all this being a close a close battle. But Elden Ring soundtrack, I ain't going to front. That joint boosted that game to like a 10, 11. I ain't going to lie to you, son. Every time I was in a big boss fight, you just felt, ah, you felt like you felt pain on you, stuff like that. Like it was very, very, it was very good. It was, it was fantastic from top to bottom, in my opinion. That, that soundtrack was elite elite and it really boosted the performance of everything bro it just made you feel like you were that much further into in, into you know the lands between so that's just a casa saito in my opinion i think that might take the category but it's close i so i like all these uh, i haven't heard plague tale and i haven't heard xenoblade um mm -hmm. i want to give it a medal and i really the reason i no and the reason i want to give it to medal is because i, I think it I would can, mean so it. much more for I them can, to, to I, I win that yeah, because it was so ingrained in the gameplay. It's literally it's, the, the basis of the gameplay. And, like, I think that, like, if we gave it to, to Elden Ring, it'd be like, oh, awesome, good job. And I'm sure, and I, I played Elden Ring. It has a really good franchise. I just want Metal to win. I, like, this is very much biased. Yeah. I just want them to win because I think that it would mean the world to them. Um, and it would even maybe even green, green light a second game, which is what, yeah. what I would love to see. I would love to see them get more love. Mm -hmm. Not 100%. Again, like, with, uh, with a game style that's so predicated on the music, and if they were able to pull it off, that would be definitely a big win for them if they snagged this, snag this category. So, yeah, I, I'm, I understand. I understand that. I understand that choice. Moving on to the next category here, we have best role-playing game. So, we have uh, five uh, potential entrants here. We have Elden Ring, Live Alive, 
Pokemon Legends Arceus, Triangle Strategy, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. This is tough. Like yeah. Difficult. I... I want to say it's Elden Ring. Um, I want to say it's Elden Ring. Even though Live Alive is like your more traditional uh, role-playing game, Elden Ring has too many role-playing aspects to ignore it as a role-playing game, so I think it might have to be... I think it might have to be that. I think mm. it might have to be that. Like I, yeah. I, I'm gonna stick with Elden. Ring. It's a tough, it's a tough decision, but I think it's gonna be Elden Ring. I haven't mm. played Xenoblade or the other games yet, but I, just off of just seeing or from what I've seen, I'm gonna give it to, to Elden Ring. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. It might be it. It might be that as Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Honestly, I've heard I've heard a lot of good things about Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Again, I, I'm not the biggest fan of that franchise, but people have been like raving about it who have been fans and like some of my friends that I talk to that are like big, you know, Xeno, Xenoblade heads. Uh, so I think it's up, it's, it's, it's between them two, but I think I'm gonna have to edge Elden Ring because of my experiences with it for one and what I think, you know, some of the voters would go with too. I feel like there was just so much aspects to how you could immerse yourself into the world of Elden Ring. There was literally so much you could get involved with. Like, I. Just to put it into context a little bit, I didn't know there was another underground area. Like there's like there's like four or five underground areas, like a whole underground section to the map, son. And before I finished the game, somebody's like, "Oh yeah, go in that thing over there behind the waterfall." I'm like, "What thing behind the waterfall?" And it was a whole other area. I'm like, "What is this? It's a whole other thing you gotta explore, son." I'm like, "I, I gotta go back and do it." It is yeah. ridiculous. It's ridiculous. The amount of stuff you can get into is wild. Uh, I, I I I I kind of agree with Elden Ring as well. Uh, moving down to best performance, we have Ashley Birch, Horizon Forbidden West, Charlotte McBurney, A Plague Tale Requiem, Christopher Judge, God of War Ragnarok, Man Engage for Immortality, and Sonny Soljic for God of War Ragnarok as well. So uh, some tough options, some stiff competition. I'm not mad. I, 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 a little bit of bias here. I ain't going to lie. Um, I think Charlotte McBurney, uh, Christopher Judge, and Sonny Soljic are probably my, one of my top three get picked. I, I think that Charlotte McBurney might take this because of her performance in Playtale Requiem. I'm not going to lie. I feel like there was a lot of dialogue lines from what I saw in there, and there was a lot of like room for her performance to shine out. And I'm not mad if any of those three win it. I'm not mad if any of those three win it, but I feel like there's going to be a slight tip towards her. There might be a slight bias towards her to, to, to take it. But again, I could be wrong. I think that's, I think that's how it go. I'm going to go Christopher Judge off of Ignorance. <laughs> a foot of eye. I just I haven't seen anything of Plague Tale. That's why I hate saying Christopher Judge, just because I I feel like I'm not giving everybody a, a fair shot. Yeah. Um, Horizon is a great game, but like when I think of like God of War, I think of those moments, and like I don't need, I, like I want to even give like the writers the flowers for God of War because some of these like yeah just moments are so fucking well, not only well Intense. well done. Just, and but just like the writing like i can't remember what what atreus asked kratos and he was like oh or some shit it was very early on in the, in the beginning of the yeah. game and i was just like damn i feel this shit like this shit is going crazy right now so oh, i want to say like, he, he was he was like it was like something like do you hate me or something like that or do you not do you not believe me or some shit like that something like it, it was it was something like that it was something yeah. like that where it's like uh, he like do you not respect me like do you not value me or some shit like that as, yeah, as atreus. yeah 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 and he was like, it was, nah. It was, it was, it was nuts. But I, it might have been, been, are you angry with me? I think it was, are you angry with me? I think it was some shit like that. But whatever. Yeah, no, I think, but again, 
wonderful talent from everybody here. Yeah, nah, 100%. And I, I can't wait to finish the game to get more context on God of War and uh, to see everything. But again, those that's 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 just my pick. I think Charlie might take it. I think you, you think Chris might take it. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, best ongoing game. Next category here. Apex Legends. <laughs> Apex Legends. <laughs> Destiny 2. Final Fantasy 14. Fortnite and Genshin Impact. Get Apex Legends off this list. Get it off this list right now, bruh. Y'all been stagnant for a good few months now. Let's not, let's not go. Let's not jump the horse here. It should be Fortnite by a country mile. I don't care right now. I'm a Fortnite advocate at this point in life. Fortnite should be winning this pretty clearly, in my opinion. How many collabs and how many solid inclusions to the game are you going to add, bro? It's Fortnite. It's Fortnite. It's Fortnite. I, I, I'm sorry, y'all. It's Fortnite. Say what you want. It's Fortnite. Go ahead, Wynn. <laughs> well, I think that if, if Apex or Destiny wins, I'm actually going to be pretty pissed. I don't think that either of them really deserve it. I think it would probably be Fortnite because of no build mode was so life-changing but anybody else but those two really yeah nah i i i agree i agree i ain't gonna lie to you bro like again if apex legends somehow wins if apex legends somehow wins i know ea's paying hella ducats for these voting systems bro it's rigged it's rigged out here we need to do a recount you know what i'm saying throw them poles in the river something like that i don't know but it is what it is uh fortnite should be winning this pretty handily in my opinion but moving to best narrative here's where it gets juicy uh play tale requiem elden ring god of war riding rock horizon forbidden west and immortality heavy 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 category right here man just based on the story of the game the narrative this is tough i don't i don't know when how do you have it uh it's god of war um it's either god of war or plague tale i, I love elden ring but tell you the story to be honest with you i loved it as a game not necessarily as a story the world was amazing a lot of things are awesome Mm -hmm. but i think that god of war kind of sets itself up to be basically a very interactive movie and i want to say plague tale does similar so Mm -hmm. i don't i can't see it being elden ring because like you are just ingrained in this character of kratos's kid like you are kind of invested and in in Elden Ring, people are running around naked with like magic wands, and there's like no, like I don't even know who I'm fighting. Like I don't even know who, like who I have to. I'm fighting to become to get the Elden Ring. I know that, but like yeah. there are a lot of motherfuckers who whose names I don't even remember, or people who are talking. Yeah. Like I don't even know who the fuck you are, or like a reason to care. Mm-hmm. But like God of War gives you these crazy cinematic fucking cutscenes where you're just sitting there and they're like you're like even having a drink with Thor. Like that is like a fucking moment. Whereas like in Elden Ring, it would have been like you sat there and they like talked to you. And they had like the text on it, and you're just standing there, like butt naked with your staff, like that. that that's like the, yeah. the the moment in in Elden Ring. I don't think that it has a bad story mm-hmm. or a bad environment. I love the environment and the mm-hmm. lore behind it, but the storytelling is done in a way that I feel like would resonate. It would resonate. Yeah, it, it resonates with less people than the way God of War does it, where it's like we're gonna make you watch a half hour cutscene. Yeah, I, and it's just and it's just the difference in delivery of how it goes. But I, I get I I try to key into much of the story as possible. Honestly, some of the storylines were really, really like engaging. You know what I'm saying? Yes. There was a story about like the the the, the wolf dude, the humanoid the wolf dude Blythe. He had a really engaging story and a, and a yeah. really sad story in my opinion. When I I didn't think much of it at first, but I was like reading into it more. I'm like, yo, he really was like locked in. Like him, 
EG. Again, uh, Ronnie had a really good story as well. Just hearing more about how the Shard Bears kind of like were who they were. And again, the uh, I think an underrated aspect of how Elden Ring's story was played out so well. Some of the stories they told you, and then from there, you could get advantages off of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, or at least you get yeah. information based off of that stuff. Like, you'll say, it's been that long since so I can spoil the game. But basically, at some point, uh, Millennia and Radon fought. They fought before. And they fought to a standstill. So because they fought to a standstill, you know what I'm saying? She has some rot or whatever or whatever stuff about her. And he has some rot stuff about him. And like that's how the lands of Caleb came to be because the rot was basically messing up the entire land. And then he put a stop to it because they fought and they fought to a standstill. And she went her own way. But that also told you that they, they had some immunity to rot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They had, some, they had some immunity built up to rot. So that information helps you in the fight. Like this stuff that helps you in the fight with those types of things. Like, it was dope to see, like, and just, like, how everybody related in terms of family, because some people were, like, you know, offshoots, some people were either direct bloodline descendants or, you know, step step brothers or step, you know, like, step whatever, and it kind of showed you the closer you got to the ring or the closer you got to the tree, that's that's how stronger the bloodline got, and that's how tougher the competition was. Uh, I, I like some of the lore you had to read, but it was just a different delivery. You had to go find yeah. the story, and that informed you as you went along. It's, like, more layers are there. But they're not going to give you those layers. You got to go find those layers, and that's going to enrich what you play through. Because I, I know the stuff that I definitely missed. Like I missed half of a the big ass jar. That guy, I missed half of his story. But I still yeah. think it was pretty impactful. But I missed half of his story because I didn't know where to find it at first. But it's a difference in delivery. But with that being said, I still give it to Ragnarok, bro. I'm still, I'm still giving it to Ragnarok, bro. I'm sorry. They got, they have too much. They have too much to build on, and 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 that's a challenge. The challenge is to build on that and make it as much of an impact and it started out wonderfully well so far but i think by the end of the story and by the end of what i play in ragnarok it's gonna be a much more impactful narrative than what elden ring provided so uh, i'm gonna have to go with that as well yeah it's tough because i don't think that like i really don't want people to think that i walked away from elden ring thinking there's no story to it but there's just the delivery just also plays a huge part into this because when we did a little bit of more research into the game awards we realized how many people are voting and how, like the sheer volume of people from different countries and all these things i'm i i'm pretty confident in saying that a majority mm-hmm. of these people resonated with the god of war story being told the way of a normal regular uh video game is and like elden ring's method of like we want you to find the story and I'm sure that if you blind everything up the way like you could learn the Elden Ring story along with the God of War, you'd be like, whoa, this is insane. But mm. it's not that way. And like that's that's where it comes into it. Like how in the game of God of War, you wouldn't have God of War without the story. If there was no story in Elden Ring, you'd still have a fun ass time. Because there's a lot of people who are playing right now who don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're just vibing. That's how I miss shit. That's how I started. So I, until people t- until until people pointed me into the way of, hey, listen, this might be important. Go check out this story or check out this person. Yeah. Like you don't know until you have to discover it. I feel like that that can change the perception of how good a game is in other people's eyes because they don't yep. give them that benefit of the doubt. Like, okay, let me go find the story and then judge you on that rather than I'm, I'm going to play through how I play through and whatever it is how it was. So okay, I get you. I get you. All right, moving on to best multiplayer category. Uh, we have a few games here. We have Call of Duty: Modern Warfare 2, Multiverses, Overwatch 2, Splatoon 3, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Shredder's Revenge. Uh, I'll let you take the lead on this one. Um, I think in order of people who I believe should win it, I believe it should be Multiverses as number one, Platoon as number two. Hmm. I'm going to put my personal bias aside and say Overwatch at number three. Hmm. 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was such a fucking good game. So but it's like when you think of multiplayer, I don't think of that. Like I, I it's a multiplayer yeah. game. It's a great co-op game. If you put a co-op, I would be like, this it's is the best game here, easily. But when I think of multiplayer, it's probably gonna be fucking Call of Duty after, and then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I can't express how good this fucking game is. Underrated, one of the most underrated games of the year. We need. We, there should Amazing. be a category named underrated game of the year. But that's that's another conversation for another day. Yeah. We we'll get on that. But um, I think it's multiverses because of the way that it's impacted the space. Like people are fucking like this game had people in shambles. Not only was it the biggest fighting game on release period ever. Like combined with all the other games put together, this will have the most players playing it. Um, it is still going strong. Like it is still releasing shit. They are still going crazy. It's an amazing game, and I think that is probably one of the best games out there. And I would put Splatoon second to it, only due to the fact that Multiverse has kind of in, like put so many people onto an entire new genre. Like it yeah. is, and it is the first of its kind. Uh, not even the first because obviously we have Smash Bros and things like that, but it is very much. Um, I don't even play fighting games, but I'm on this shit. Yeah. Like that's how but- good it was. For people to even reframe and recalibrate their conversation on are free-to-play fighters viable just because of multiverses of release, that makes it that puts it in a whole different category for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, top to bottom, making it a free game, been testing it through beta, consistent updates, consistent community outreach, consistent you know player updates and, and game updates to stay you know in tune and ear to the street with what the people want. And what the people you know need in terms of rank modes, you know, customization, cosmetics, blah blah blah. From a development standpoint, from a gaming standpoint, this has been a top notch game. I would this this definitely had a shout for game of the year, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? In terms of overall impact of it, not just the game experience itself, this could have been a game experience of the year. I, yeah. I think it was definitely in that in that shout for me. Uh, so yeah, I, I think it definitely takes this category, in my opinion. So shout out shout out to Multiverses, smash up job from player first. Yeah, amazing. Mm-hmm. All right, speed through real quick. Best mobile game. We had Apex Mobile, Diablo Immortal, Genshin Impact, Marvel Snap, and Tower of Fantasy. Uh, I give it to Marvel Snap. I've seen hella people playing Marvel Snap. It made me want to play this game. I, I got to clear some space and download it, but I, I think either that or Apex Mobile. Uh, I played Marvel Snap. It's actually pretty solid. Um, mm-hmm. I think if it's not Marvel Snap, I'm going to give it to Genshin because I always think Genshin just deserves it because it's such a good yeah. game. Yeah, uh, maybe I'll, if Apex if Apex wins anything, it I wouldn't be super upset if it was a mobile category because I heard really good things about that game, mm-hmm. but I don't want to give it to it because I'm not a fan of mobile shooters. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, yeah. And Diablo literally is a cash grab, so fuck yeah, that game. Heard, it shouldn't even be mentioned. Yeah, I heard that joint was a shit show over there. I ain't gonna lie. Paying $100,000 to get your stuff going. That's crazy. Heavy hitting category right here, man. Best <laughs> indie game. Wowzers. Wowzers. Hold on. We have Cult of the Lamb, Neon White, Sifu, Stray, and Tunic. That's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous lineup. That's a hard line. You take it first. You go first. You go first. I'm out of this. I'm out of here. <laughs> I really can't choose. Like, I really, I want all that's of them hard. to win. That's hard. I haven't played Neon White, but now I'm going to buy it. said Neon White cold. Because it was yeah. a fast-paced joint. It was a fast-paced joint, bruh. Oh, yeah, uh, nah. People said that joint was crazy, too. People said it was super fire. I don't even know. I, I genuinely don't even know. Uh, fuck it. I'm going to say... Um, no. <laughs> I hate this. Uh... <laughs> uh... 
I'm gonna go with uh, Cult of the Land. Ah, uh, uh, it's, it's so uh, tough. Bro. Uh, I'm gonna go with Cult of the Lambs because the, because I think the next category I'm gonna be able to choose the game. But go ahead. Okay. Uh, this is again a very very difficult choice for me. Uh, it's hard. It's hard, bro. I it's gave impossible. It a lot. It's damn near impossible, bro. Oh my gosh, I am actually at a loss because again, all these games had such really good, really good uh, against reception this year. Stray came out of the blue. People were kind of joking at first, but then people really revered it and rated it as a solid game of the year contender. Uh, Sifu, one of my personal favorite games for this year. Again, like the bias, no bias, whatever you want to call it. It's one of my favorite games of this year. It was such a great, refreshing take on, you know, that kind of fighting genre. You know what I'm saying? Like the that that type of old boy type shit. You just one versus all. Fantastic. You know what I'm saying? Hit me right in my in my in my bias parts, in my arteries and stuff. Uh Tunic I heard was a fantastic game as well. I've seen hella people play it. I still need to play it before the end of this year. Once I get through Riding Rock, I'm gonna go spin back and get all these games. Uh, as much as possible. Neon White, I heard some. Cult of the Lamb, I heard some. But I think by the hairiest chin on their chinny chin chin, I agree with you. I think it's going to be Cult of the Lamb. I think it's a, from the moments that it provided, from the hype that it had, I think it delivered well to be a balanced game that people are still getting into to this day. Like their push, you think how like they got big. They got really big praise online and they got stuck in and their experience was there to match. And I feel like I think I think it it was definitely a, a a gem. All these are definite gems, but I think it had enough to just inch itself a little bit forward as the best indie this year. I th- I wouldn't be mad at Sifu. I would not be mad at Stray. I would not be mad at Tunic. I would not be mad at Neon White. If any of these won, I'm like fair play. I will clap it up yeah. and say fair play. But my guess is on Colts of Lamb this year. Yeah, I, I think I I think it's a pretty safe bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving a bit forward, where do we go? Ah. Best game direction, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Immortality, Stray, best game direction. I, oh, so, oh I guess I'll, okay, you can go, yeah, you can go, you can go, you can go, yeah. I'll get the next two, I'll get the next two, I'll get the next two. This <laughs> is a very hot take. Ooh, I, I know what you're going to say too. I, I, might, I think I might give it to Stray. Yeah. Like, yeah. I love God of War, but when I tell you that Stray had you, like, this game... The way the game plays is fucking insane. It's the most minimalist. It makes it really makes you enjoy being a cat because it's all about exploration and interacting and like the shit that you remember. It's it's an amazing game. I think I have to give it to Stray. I I I can't not. I think it would be Stray, God of War, then Elden Ring. Um, and that's just because I, I just can't not love this fucking game. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair, man. Uh, me personally, I think if uh <laughs> if if God of War has more moments like the middle of Thor fight number one, holy hell, I think they might have something insane going down. I feel like some of the set pieces, some of their sequences in terms of action, God of War, like damn. It's 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 something to marvel at, in my opinion. I need to see more of Stray. I think I'm definitely gonna play through Stray at some point before the year is over so I can get my full conclusive opinion if I need to double back on some of my opinions. But for right now, from what I see in uh God of War Ragnarok, I think the direction of the game has been utterly fantastic. I, I think it might it might have enough. Elden Ring, I think, is definitely close in there, but I don't think it's as close as how how the set pieces were actually made to be in Ragnarok. And Stray is kind of like my question mark inconclusive when I had to check out for myself. 
So I'll, I'll say God of War Ragnarok. Rock. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Moving on to best fighting game. We have DNF Duel, JoJo's Bar Adventures, All-Star Battle R, King of Fighters uh, 15, Multiverses, and Sifu. Uh, in my opinion, it's Multiverses because of the impact the game had this year. Again, there's a case to be made for King of Fighters 15 and Sifu. I, oh, actually, wait. King of Fighters 15 and DNF Duel and Sifu. JoJo's, I don't think, probably was hot this year because of his experiences that I was witnessing and you know, some of the problems it had, uh, I guess, technically. Uh, so that might have ruled out a little bit. But uh, I think it's multiverses, man. I, I think what game got how many like so many people involved in the fighting genre? Literally challenged what the uh, what the viability of a free to play fighting game could be, and really pushed the envelope on how general casuals can get involved in fighting games. That's hard to do in any year, let alone this year. And multiverses did it in spades. A brand new studio did it in spades. You got to give it to multiverses, even though again. I don't even consider Sifu in this category, but that's a whole other debate for another day. Uh, but, you know, multiverse, I give it to him. Um, I'm definitely going to go multiverse. So this is how it would work out for me. If mm. multiverses wins, that's exactly how it should have went. Um, if DNF Duel or King of Fighters wins, um, definitely didn't see that coming, but I guess maybe I'm missing mm. something. Yeah. Um, if JoJo wins... Like that shit makes no sense, but I I guess um if fucking Sifu wins, this shit is rigged and I'm not watching this. <laughs> like I I, I understand. love I love Sifu, but how is it a fighting I, game exactly? I love Sifu, but if that were the case, then Batman Arkham Asylum should have won every fucking fighting game category when it came out because it's true. It's Sifu's an action game. You're not fighting anybody. You're fighting the computer. And that's cool. But if you're going to sit here and say that Sifu has a better fighting experience than fucking tournament level at Evo fucking competition, then you guys don't know what the fuck you guys are doing at the Game Awards. Damn. Go, go, go tell that to Negus real quick. Go save the explanation. I'm going to save this clip. And I'm going to send it right to Negus because he thinks that Sifu's supposed to be in this category, in my opinion. I, I don't think it is. He doesn't play fighting games. What is it? Yeah. What is, what is, why are we asking him that? I know I'm not asking him. I don't know. We were talking about I know we were we were I'm not asking him, but you were saying the category the other day, and then he said that, and I was like, but but it's not, but it's not though. I understand there's a case to be made for because it's like combos and stuff, but there's not enough to be predicated that because there's no other person. It's not really another Mm. person, it's just you fighting against the world. It's just you and a story. But yeah, that's just wrong. I digress. Sneakers, you're wrong. (laughs) I'm gonna say, anyways, best family game. Uh, we have Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Lego Star Wars, The Skywalker Saga, Mario Rabbit Sparks, The Hope, Nintendo Switch Sports, and Splatoon Three. Off the vibes, I'm going Kirby. I don't care what nobody says, bro. I'm I'm, I'm repping Kirby. I'm repping Kirby this time around. It's probably gonna be Splatoon Three, but I'm repping Kirby, bro. Fan, this is not a Splatoon Three. You, I I heard it from the source of Splatoon. It's not a family game, bro. It's a it's a game for tryhards and and actual like sweat, bro. It's from it's actual real life stuff going on, tournament level. Kirby and the Forgotten Land is a fantastic family game. And it was co-op, wasn't it? It was, yes, there is co-op to it. Boom. I vote that. It probably won't so, win, but I vote that. I'm going to go with, oh, hold on one second, y'all. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to include everybody in the thing. So I'm trying to put this, this web browser in the little, the little box that we have. Oh, bless you. Specific, I probably should have. Specifically I put designed it in for this. Yeah, but Perfect. I, I did there we go. Yeah, for the audio people who are listening, just audio right now. This is just this is the best I can give you. I just give you the names. I just give you the names. 
Yeah, for the audio people that are listening, I'm sorry that we can't beam the images directly to your head. Yeah. <laughs> Watch the video. You just got to believe oh. my words, man. Just trust my words. I promise you these are the categories. I'm listing them off word for word. I promise. Yeah. But so what we have for best family, I, I might give it a Switch Sports. So I was playing Switch Sports not too my long ago. That shit is crazy guess that shit is I, I really good that came out bro i heard, I heard people have problems with the online though that's why i like online I like, eh. is not the best online is yeah. not the best but i will also say i never played kirby online either so like i can't i can't argue with that online experience i yeah. i want to say it's switch sports i don't want to say lego star wars because that is an amazing game but i Classic, don't know if it's necessarily like they a just family. add more like, the same stuff yeah you can play with one other person that's like it's not really the craziest it's not a big family thing you know but yeah I'm gonna definitely give it to if it's not if it's not Wii Sports, it's Kirby. Word. All right. Cool, cool, cool. I, I, I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Uh moving on real quick. Uh best esports team. I have no clue. Dark Star, Dark Zero Sports, uh FaZe Clan, Gen G, uh, LA Thieves, and Loud. I'm gonna give it to Gen G because they're probably gonna win it like they do every year. League of Legends categories pretty much always sweep in these types of uh things. I'm pretty sure off the top of my head. I'm about to say, Gen G. Have, why does why does Gen G sound familiar? League of Legends. Um, I know. Why are they? But I don't even think they made it that far. I don't think Gen G. I mean, it'll probably be Gen G, but I don't. I don't really care. Um, def, whatever's not Face Clan um, is, yeah. is my pick. Yeah, I, I, I agree. That's fair. That's fair. That very fair. Moving on to the best esports game: uh, CS:GO, Dota 2, League of Legends, Rocket League, and Valorant. Uh, I got League of Legends probably because League of Legends wins damn near every year. That's just how it is. I, you know that, shit, that shit is a gas. I'm putting this, league down too. <laughs> Next question. This guy, bro, get out of here, man. Anyways, uh, Evo 2022, uh, best esports event. My fault. Best esports event. Evo 2022, 2022 League of Legends World Championship, PGL Major Antwerp 2022, uh, 2022 Mid Invitational, and Valorant Champions 2022. It's probably gonna be uh, League of Legends World Championship again, but I won't mind Evo. But this. <laughs> That shit was crazy. Yes. I cannot <laughs> lie to you. Like when I tell you, me and my friends, we were like having a friends giving on the day of that of the, of the game. But yeah. well, one thing I will say, they started. They said that the shit started at eight. That the first game wasn't until like nine thirty. They are some Damn. fucking liars. But that shit went to a best of five, like two games, like like last game win it all. Amazing fucking mm. uh, worlds thing. Next, if I'm not watching it anywhere, I'm streaming that shit. It is so fucking hype. Um, yeah, great, great showing, great uh, event. Pharisees, man. All right, next category: best esports coach. We have uh, but we have Blade <laughs> from um, CS:GO, uh, BSKA uh, from Loud uh, from Team Loud Valorant. Uh, do you have Doom Bros from uh, Valorant as well? Uh, Robin from Phase Clan uh, CS:GO and Score from uh, Gen G's team on League of Legends. So I'm I'm probably gonna go Score. From League of Legends, because that's what it is. They probably gonna go one of these random dudes from uh, what's it called, uh, Valorant. I don't think CSGO is really gonna win anything, but yeah, sure, that's my answer. Yeah, sure, whatever, (laughs) absolutely, yeah. (laughs) Uh, best esports athlete, Chovy from Team Gen G on uh, League of Legends, uh, Faker from T1, uh, League of Legends, uh, Kerrigan from Face Clan CSGO, Simple from uh, Natus Vincere CSGO, and Ye from Cloud9 on Valorant. I'm gonna um, go Chovy, Chovy. I think that's a that's a solid pick. The only reason I would I would say Faker, but Faker actually lost. 
He was in the. They hmm. were in the finals. His te- their team was in the oh, finals, okay. but they lost. So I. Well, so was it Genji and so was Genji and T one or Genji didn't make it. Genji didn't even make it. DRX oh, made dang. it, which is why I'm surprised. Genji, they must have had a run on mm. in, in in worlds that I missed because I missed like the, a majority of it. But I watched mm. the finals. Um, like I, I watched invitationals, missed every important thing, and then watched the finals. I'm a great big fan of Legends uh, yeah. Esports. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. All right, best debut indie. <laughs> we have Neon White, Norco, Shrey. Tunic and Vampire Survivors. I can take the lead on this one because I didn't do the last indie category. I think it's Stray. I think people didn't expect it to be having this level of praise. I feel like it's the obvious choice in this category. Tunic would definitely be up there. Neon White would definitely be up there. But I feel like Stray just be- it, it just became a juggernaut basically. Ever it, it, it was a meme, but then it was like, yo, this got serious. It's not funny anymore. Like we're a serious contender out here this year. So I think I'd have to give it to Stray, man. And Aperna's cooking with crack every time out. Yeah, I'm. I'm also gonna have to agree with you. It's Stray followed by Tunic, just because. And I think the only reason Stray was even this big is because it was pushed by Sony. But I think Stray was an yeah. amazing game. Um, the marketing behind it is really what pushed it to be the level that it is. Mm-hmm. Tunic is an amazing, beautiful, beautiful, stunning game, and I think that it it deserves its flowers. But if uh, I would ha- if I had to go off of like general perception, I would have to say Stray. But Tunic, phenomenal. If either of those two games win, I'm happy. Yeah. Nah. One hundred percent. I agree. Uh, moving on to best community support, we have Apex Legends, uh, Destiny 2, uh, Final Fantasy uh, 14, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. Interesting, 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 kind of the usual suspects in some of these categories. Honestly, it's again, it's a toss-up between No Man's Sky, because I think No Man's Sky won last year, and Fortnite. Uh, honestly, Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy 14 always has a shout, honestly, it does. Uh, I would go Fortnite this year, personally. Just because of how much groundbreaking stuff that they had, and they've been boosting it to the moon, like and the Dragon Ball collab, how wild Fortnite went, and the Naruto collab, how crazy and batshit insane the timeline went when those things went up. My opinion, I feel like Fortnite might have it just based off of the reception that they've had to some of the community events and stuff that you know Epic's put on. No Man's Sky would be second for me because No Man's Sky continues to innovate, and they are possibly the greatest redemption story in gaming history. But uh, you know, I think Fortnite took it this year. Uh, I would have to agree with you. I think uh, Fortnite 1000% is in the lead here. Maybe Final Fantasy, just because I can't really remember exactly what No Man's Sky has done recently. I know they did some good work in the beginning of the year. I don't know if they added anything recently, but yeah. I feel like they are kind of slowing down in development of that game. But I mean, like slowing down after like fucking six, seven years. Um, it's crazy. Me, it, it, wild ass, yeah, wild, like crazy game changing updates year after year after year. You know, yeah, you got to put um, your hands up at some point. Apex, I don't even know if any... I think motherfuckers have just been on vacation for like the past six months. And <laughs> Destiny 2? Yeah, I like... I, that would be like giving money to the person who mugs me down the street. Like, I don't know. Like, that, that, that's like... That's like, yeah, congratulations to that guy. He's brought... He takes my money. Uh, no, I'm, I'm pretty... I'm pretty solid off of those two. If, if either of those two win? Crazy. Cool. Yeah, no, nah, I hear it. I hear it. I hear it. Uh, moving on to the next category, we have Best Audio Design. Now, moving down to Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Gran Turismo 7, and Horizon Forbidden West. Um, based off the audio design so far. Hmm. I feel like it'll be Gran Turismo off some wild shit. I haven't it never could, played a Gran Turismo. It could be I, Gran Turismo off some wild stuff. I ain't gonna lie. But I think Elden Ring might have the edge in terms of audio between the rest of the games here. 
in my opinion. Elden Ring does have good audio. It does have I, good audio design. I really enjoyed that. Again, the awareness of attacks and stuff like that. And just just some of the ambiance, bro. It's like, damn. This is this is some real, like, again, it added to the whole the, the ethos of the environment, of the map, where you were at. It definitely. And especially, again, it, within the characters and stuff that you were fighting against, like some of the antagonists, like, bro, it's crazy. Whenever lightning struck, I was shook. I ain't gonna lie to you, son. Mm-hmm. Never lightning struck. I was. Sh- it was just grass half the time. I was like, nah, bro, yeah. we out of here. We soon we gone. Yeah, I think I think Elder Ring might take it, but Grand Turismo, it might be one of that like, oh shit, they they won. I guess cool. Like if if it won, I wouldn't be surprised because I I didn't see them putting a lot of fucking effort and detail into the sounds of the cars. Mm-hmm. But if they didn't, I'm not gonna fucking fight for them. It's a weird it's a weird space that I'm in with that game. It's like I don't really care, but I could see them winning that because I feel like yeah. that's that's their whole shit. Yeah, yeah, I hear it. I hear it. All right, moving to best art direction. We have Elden Ring, God of War Riding the Rock, Horizon Forbidden West, Scorn, and Stray. I'll let you take the lead on this one. Um, I'm gonna even give it to Elden Ring or Scorn. Um, the reason I say that is because I feel like Scorn looks good, but mm-hmm. I haven't played it. I so I'm I'm leaning more towards Elden Ring, even though Stray Head is beautiful. Um, yeah. and I love the decisions that they made in that game. I, I want to say it's Elden Ring because some of those environments are just stunning, bro. I I'm I'm saying Elden Ring. I'm saying Elden Ring, bro. I'm sorry. Like what what was it called? Um, East it was a West Altus. The the entire part before you get to the capital, that entire area is ridiculous. And when you're getting yeah. high up and like everything in um Necron, like the, the, the underworld city Necron is beautiful. Like yeah. nah, son. There's even in the even in the bosses. They look so ridiculously good. Every single boss that I've fought, especially the major line, like the shard bears and stuff, they look insane. From Morgoth all the way up, they look ridiculous, bro. I'm not going to lie. They look scary, beastly, like, you know what I'm saying? It, 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 it's insane, bro. It's insane. Like The art direction Elder Ring was nothing less than exceptional. I think, I think their art direction and how everything looked trumps everything else that came out this year. Honestly, in my opinion, just it, it added so much depth to what we were going on. When I was facing Millennia, son, when she came out looking like a Valkyrie, she just put the arm, nigga, she locked in. I was like, yeah, nah, she's different. She's different. The whole thing. Yeah. She she had the grit, like the whole, like the 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 feet plates and stuff, the the boots with the webbed feet in them. She had one for each individual toe, son. You know how hard that is to do in medieval times. Yeah. She immediately goaded. Immediately goaded. I'm sorry. The best art direction for me is Elden Ring. I feel that. I can respect that. Yeah, man. Moving to best adaptation. I believe this is a recently new category, but into, you know, TV and film stuff. We have Arcane from League of Legends, Cyberpunk Edge Runners, Cuphead Show, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, and Uncharted the Movie. Uh, in my opinion, this is only two cat- two movies that are even in this race. And I think one is clear, one that's being critically acclaimed right now. But I still have to, I still have to watch both of these, but again, off of the rip, I already know in my in my chest it's going to be Arcane. Arcane's gonna win this category. Uh, I th- what what did you think? I was, what do you think I was saying? You said movies. You said movies. That's why. I was oh confused. my fault. My fault. My fault. My fault. My fault. Shows. My bad. My bad. Shows. I apologize. That's that's a clear error like, on my end. What the fuck is he about to say? What the fuck is he gonna say? Was it Uncharted? No. No. I don't want to see Spider Man do 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 some damn jumps with no powers. There go. Come on, guys. I'm not that shameless. I'm not that shameless. Damn, what do you think of me, Winnie Oh, my God. <laughs> but no, no, no. It's only between Arcane and Cyberpunk. It's literally only between Arcane and Cyberpunk. From what, from the critical reception I've seen them have, and generally, I think it's between those two, but I, I, I think it's too much depth in Arcane. From beginning of the year, from when it dropped, 
I have people tell me, watch Arcane, watch Arcane, watch Arcane, watch Arcane. And I'm seeing it get nominated for Academy Awards and stuff like that. I still got to watch that hoe. And before the eighth, I should watch it. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. I know. I get it. I get it. I got I Listen, 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 listen. Don't worry. It's on the list. I'm going to actually try and watch it before the end of this year. It's only nine episodes, too, so I'm bugging. I'm actually tweaking. It's my fault. It is my fault. I blame. I take responsibility. It's not mine. I, I, well, yeah, <laughs> they got to. <laughs> but it's got to be Arcane, though. It's got to be Arcane. Um, yeah, I'm putting it on Arcane, and the reason I'm doing this, not to take anything, anything away, I am fully agree with what you said, I love, but also, Sleeper, Cuphead Show, really fucking funny. Really? Um, the reason I would say Arcane, so the only three that I would even consider, I haven't watched Sonic the Hedgehog 2, I really have no interest in watching it, I will eventually, um, but the reason I say Arcane is above, it would be Arcane, Cyberpunk, and Cuphead, maybe Cuphead over Cyberpunk, I haven't seen Cyberpunk yet, so I don't want to put that, I don't want to put that out there. The reason I would say is because Cuphead and Arcane both have to do with the actual characters from the actual games. Like these are people that are like, that is Jinx's storyline. That is her character in this in this franchise. Like that mm. is the that is lore. Like that is canon. That is the best way. It's like remember how we were just talking about Elden Ring's narrative direction? It was mm. it chose to do it in a very different way. Like if you yeah. had an Elden Ring show, it would be completely uh, like the conversation would be completely flipped because it's like now I have mm. an easy way of understanding this shit. The mm. Arcane show takes. The, the lore of the game and just shows it to you. like mm. edge runners if i'm not mistaken is a show based on the world of cyberpunk um yeah. i think there are i could some be wrong about that i think no i think i think it is connected to the show, to the actual game though because there are characters that do show up and it is like in the yeah. same congruent timeline so i think i think some of it does match up but not yeah everything. and i and i'm not and and i i think that you're correct but like for the main character to be like the main characters are like i want to say in this show so many pivotal characters are all playable and like there are some characters that are not playable that like i'm surprised aren't in the game like i was looking up mm. oh is this person a, a character like no that's just like red i'm like this was just done so well like, you would i would assume that they already had like backstories and bios and all this shit for them this show is insanely good to the point where like i, I don't even like singing its praises like this but i mm. cannot like i can't help myself this shit is that good it is a really good show mm. Word, word, word. I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement with you there. I definitely got to watch it, though. I got to get off my ass on that. Uh, anyways, moving to a uh, some of the bigger fish to fry, son. Oh, my gosh. Best action adventure. Plague Tale Requiem. God of War Ragnarok. Horizon Forbidden West. Stray and Tunic. It's Ragnarok. Let's stop playing here. I'm not going to lie to you, son. I'm not finished with you yet. That's all I got to say. Ragnarok, Ragnarok, and hold on. Cracknarok. Anyways, your, your, your thoughts? I would have to say it's Ragnarok for me. Um, I have to play Horizon, man. I really gotta, I gotta beat that game. But I would say it's Ragnarok because it's, it's just that fun. I love Tunic. It's an amazing like Tunic and Stray are so fucking good. Um, I don't know if they necessarily like Stray is a great adventure game. Tunic is an amazing adventure game. But like God of War does both, and that's mm. the main reason why I'm like I have to say God of War. The only thing that I could see given competition are like Plague Tale and Requiem. But I haven't played, I mean, that's literally the same game, Plague Tale and Horizon. The reason I yeah. can't give it to either is I haven't necessarily played either of them. Yeah. Um, but, god damn it, do I, like, I want to play God of War right now. I want to stop, stop the podcast. I'm, after this podcast, I'm getting on Ragnarok. I'm, yeah. I, I don't even think I might put it out. To, I don't even think I'm going to put the pod out tonight, bro. I'm, I'm, mm. I'm going against my natural habit of doing it right after the pod. I might actually eat and get back on it. But anyways. Uh, moving on to best action game, Bayonetta 3, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Neon White, Sifu, and Teenage, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Now, 
or in a category where I think it's acceptable, I personally think Sifu might edge it. I, I personally want Sifu to win. I personally want Sifu to edge this category. The way it came out, the reception it got, such a breath of fresh air for a, franch- for a franchise that delves into this action, beat them up, you know what I'm saying? Like that type of lane. I can't wait for the whole, I hope, that they expand after they've done this whole DLC run of free updates for the for the next you know calendar year. I hope that there's a Sifu 2, some DLC or something like that. I can't wait to jump back into this game. I cannot wait. Like this is fantastically done. Slow clap. You know, they deserve a lot of plots for how the game played out in terms of the action sequences, the gameplay loop itself. I think there are some close ones here. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Bayonetta 3, of course, is gonna get very close. And I'm I I can understand if it definitely does get the award over Sifu. Uh, neon white, I can definitely understand it as well. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I think it was fun, but it doesn't uh, stack up all the way in terms of the action sequences and whatnot. I'll even give Call of Duty some plaudits, man. People say it's improved this year. I can't wait to try it for myself, but you know, people say it's actually you know the funnest has been a little bit. So you know, give us a fair due. But I think it's Sifu, man. Um, I think it's Sifu. The reason I think it's Sifu is because it being a new IP and the way it's exploded, it definitely puts it in the front running. Um, I don't think it's Call of Duty. Um, I'm not going to expand on that. I <laughs> haven't played Neon. I'm not too, too familiar with the game. It looks really good. But I, I, I like the thing is, like, when I look at these games that I didn't really know too much of. And again, Sifu was also pushed by Sony. So maybe that's a little bit has a little bit to do with it. But Sifu, like, exploded out of the gate. Uh, Bayonetta 3 has some mixed reception. So people are saying it's an amazing game, but like not many. I don't really hear the game came out not too long ago. I don't hear anybody talking about it anymore. Mm. Um Team Mutant Ninja Turtles is an amazing game, but I feel the same way. Where it's like it's very simple, and that kind of shoots it in the foot when you when it, it comes in terms yeah. of like something like Sifu that it feels like ever expanding. Like people were saying, mm. like their minds feel like they were opening their brains up to something they never seen before, like doing mm. combos and shit like that. Whereas like Team Mutant Ninja Turtles was a great time. Um, so I'm gonna go with Sifu as well. Mm. Yeah, I hear it. I hear it. And uh, on to the last category, baby. Game of the year, the granddaddy of them all, the uh, the biggest prize in, uh, in in gaming for the calendar year. We have a Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now, this is... This is this this is what the what the white folks call a pickle. This is what they call a pickle, huh? This this joint right here is really really difficult to me. Uh, there are some very very consistent, heavy hitting, impactful games from this year. I I think uh, I'm definitely going to play a Playtale Requiem. Just to, again, even in post before the calendar year is up, I'm going to play a Playtale Requiem because I want to I want to I want to know where it is. I'm pretty sure it was not a long game either. It's like it was like 17 hours. So. I definitely want to get locked in and see where the narrative and the gameplay elements of it really come to life. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West, again, a solid game from this year. Kind of got overshadowed by another person in this category, but uh, again, still a solid game that came out. Stray was something that came out all hot, hot off the blocks. Uh, came out with some really good reception and I, I think really punched above its perceived weight for the year. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Hell of people just mad this game even got mentioned in the category. But again, I think it's, it's a Xenoblade game, so I think the plot and, you know, again, the gameplay elements are always going to garner it a seat at the top games of the year whenever it drops so respect to them but for me it's only between two people <laughs> you we know the obvious conversation we don't we don't gotta be it around the bush it's either elder ring or god of war right and right bro but let, let me know how you break it down generally and we'll, we can get into the nitty-gritty 
Uh, Stray, I believe, earned its spot on this list. It is definitely one of those, like, standout contenders. Um, and the fact that it's on this list, I feel like kind of foreshadows it might win Game of the Year for Indies. Not, not Game of the Year yeah. uh, in general, but I think yeah, yeah. It, it might win Indie Game of the Year. Indie. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles, like, everybody loves to hate on this this franchise. Um, mm. I mean, like, this and Fire Emblem, they love to hate on it, but these are franchises yeah. that there's a reason there's a third Chronicles. There's a reason there's so many Fire Facts. Emblem games. Is because and they be all high scoring. They're good. They're really fucking good. It's mm. just people don't want to branch outside of, like, their... their um, their bubble so mm. i think xenoblade and stray amazing games um plague tale and horizon horizon i just feel like ah oh man i don't think Horizon's gonna win because horizon didn't even win in the quarter that it was in and that's a yeah. fucked up thing to say but like that's kind of what happened is that horizon came out and people didn't even talk about the game because yeah. of elden ring yeah. um i think elden ring it's, it, the elden ring impact was felt for a long ass time i think it's insanely good um plague tale i haven't played it yet i gotta play it but i haven't played it yet so i can't really speak too much on it It, from what i saw of it coming out it looked really really good but i haven't touched it god of war has made me feel things for a game i haven't felt in years like i loved playing elden ring it was such it was a good ass gaming experience oof but God of War felt like a fucking experience. Like, when I was Ooh. playing Elden Ring, I'm like, damn. Oh, fuck yeah, I beat this boss. When I play God of War, I'm like, I gotta save my fucking son. Like, that's how I feel mm. when I play God of War. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. I'm going, I will Ooh. go on record saying I'm giving, I haven't even beat God of War. But I might mm. have to get, I'm gonna give it to God of War, bro. Because just like mm. off the, the, the entrance alone, it sets it up for like such an epic, epic tale. I if it Ooh. doesn't win and Elden Ring wins, I completely understand it. I think Elden Ooh. Ring to me is probably one of the best games we've had in a long ass time. One of the best mm. games in general. That has like I feel like God of War kind of feels more than just a game to me. Because the mm. gameplay is solid, the world is super fucking beautiful. The adventure is there. Like there's so many moving parts of this game that just work. But on top of that, the narrative that is is given to us it feels like playing a movie and like that's the best way it feels like playing a video game mm. that turns into a movie at times like that's what it feels like it feels like yeah. two things in one yeah oh <laughs> it's I, tough. I, I, I don't know i don't know <laughs> listen let me before i let me preface it with this on this podcast when we both finish the game, we're going to fully break down Ragnarok. Rock. I think this might be, uh, hopefully this will be the first game that we can review together on the podcast. If we can break it down, do its own separate thing. I think that's actually fitting that it'll be the first game we fully review as a podcast and break that down once we're done. I think that should be something that's, that's in, due, in due time and in due course. We should also, after the Game Awards has been decided, we should also go back and revisit who we think out of that category, which I think most likely it will be Elden Ring or God of War, was it the right decision to pick one over the other? I think we should do that after the Game Awards. I think that should be that should be a big topic of conversation afterwards, so we can break it down, really talk about the pros and cons of either or, and you know make it make a determination whether we thought that was the right decision based on the voting. Now, there's a lot of ways to break this down. A hundred percent. There's a lot mm-hmm. of ways to break this down. I feel like in terms of God of War Ragnarok. Game started out fantastically. Game is starting out how I how I how I dreamt it would. Honestly, it's fantastic. I want I can't 
not see myself playing it all the time right now. It's it's super engaging, super, super emotional, great builds. Ragnarok has the most burden to overcome because it started off with such a great return remake in 2018. The burden of expectation is greater on this game rather than Elden Ring because of the weight of notoriety and being known as a great comeback game. They 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 reinvent they reinvented themselves. They are a brand new style. What are you gonna do? What are you prepared to do? Like Michael Irvin, whatever. What are you prepared to do to differentiate yourself and show that you've taken a step forward? Not only just, oh, in some little tidbits here or there, but in this, in every single category. The story, the music, the gameplay loops. What do you add? What, you know what I'm saying? What's new? What's different? What's, what's fresh? What's discernible from the first game? They have the biggest burden to bear. And whether they can overcome that, I think determines, or is, at least is a big factor in determining game of the year. Another one is also the audience that's voting. Whether they're more prone to the narrative or they're more prone to the impact of the game. We were talking about this. I was like, I think it was on stream talking about, I was like, listen, what will be stronger? What will be a stronger factor? The level of efficiency and impact in differentiating themselves as a story narrative and a, and a gameplay loop in Ragnarok or the impact that Elden Ring set itself, set itself up for this entire calendar year since it dropped. It's a tough, it's so tough. And generally, when we look at these these games like this, when you see a game that has such a good gameplay base, a good story and everything like that, the committee or people that vote on this, they tend to they tend to give a little bit more credence to the narrative. So I have to finish the game to, to give any rating on whether I think one is better than the other in terms of my personal experience. But for the voting things, but for the for the game of the war, for the game of the year award, by the hairs on my chinny chin chin, by the thinnest of margins, I think. Damn, it's so difficult, man. <laughs> so difficult. The suspense is killing me. It's killing me, bro. I was supposed to be one saying the shit. Uh uh. Damn. You know what? By a finished margin, I feel like Elden Ring might win game of the year. I'm going to go on record and say that. I'm going to go on record and say it. It's fine. I'll say it. If, I feel like... Did you say it? Go ahead. I was, was going to say it's like, if Last of Us 2 didn't that, beat out Ghost of Tsushima... And that's my example. I would have I I said it was Elden Ring as well. That's why, that's after, why I'm... That's, that's the example. That's what I was thinking of when I was saying the, the this committee is so narrative focused that I find it very difficult to edge. You know, what I'm saying against it. I I'm, I'm saying Elden Ring out of hope that the impact of the game really set itself apart. But damn, now you make uh, me second guess myself heavy. Now you make nah, me second guess myself there's heavy. No, there's no right or there's wrong. No, there's there's no right or wrong. There's 100. There's no right or wrong. But it's like, what are they gonna do? It's 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 onto the 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 bias of the people voting, and you know what? Damn, bro, just just stick with Elden Ring. You're fine. <laughs> I don't. You don't have yeah. to like. I, yeah, nah, I, I know what you. Nah. I know what you're thinking. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, like, you see, this is the issue I have with the actual, like, the actual game of the year um, problem is that like 
that it's based on so many different factors it's 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 very subjective like saying best action or best adventure like you can look into both of these things like what has the most fun action game? Like you could sit there and say, mm. I like Sifu because it's more technical and the punishments and shit like that. Or you could mm. be like, I like Bayonetta because it lacks that fucking punishment and that it lacks that fucking brick wall of sometimes motherfuckers just block forever and you can't do anything except for one specific move you got to unlock. It's, like, it's, it's, a top, it's a consistent moving goalpost of expectation with every voter. Yeah, there's shit that you can there's shit that you can talk about when best action game of the year is literally a subjective thing like it is literally what game yeah. did you like the most this year that's the actual definition of game of the year so somebody yeah. could say god of war and and elden ring and they mm-hmm. would both be right in their own ways and that's what sucks yep. about game of the year but we give a fuck about it so yeah. one game is gonna look like dog shit compared to the others on the twitter arguments if twitter's still oh, yeah, around absolutely <laughs> uh, yeah true true award you know what? For right, for the sake for the sake of the argument and just for the, the for the full bet and being contrarian, I'm gonna say Elden Ring. Honestly, I'll say I'll say Elden Ring because I feel like also if it was just me for the entire build up to the Elden Ring stuff, the Game Awards was on its meat. They was ready to drop it like that, so they was giving it love like it was Kojima. They was giving it Kojima level love, so that could play a factor as well. I don't I don't I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I I'll, I'll say Elden Ring though. Just just to level debate and be one on one, I'll say Elden Ring, and you say God of War Ragnarok. That's cool. Either way. I'm gonna slander the other side who lost like it's like it's a joke. I ain't gonna lie. I'm gonna be on. I'm gonna I'm a Twitter troll at the game. This game award season is Twitter troll season. I ain't gonna lie. This might be the last one. So whoever Ooh. loses is y'all fault. And y'all were terrible. Anyways. Hey, I better hope Elden Ring doesn't lose because you know exactly Bro. what I'm gonna blame it on. You know if exactly El- what I'm gonna blame it on. Woo! Y'all better Elden hope Ring, that you don't lose. If Elden Ring loses, son, it's gonna be hell on earth. It's gonna be hell on. Oh y'all my better, god! Y'all, y'all gonna hear my mouth, and you can come into you can come into my into my to my stream and try to roast me for the God of War pick. I promise you, you know what I'm gonna say about your game too. Y'all already yeah. know. Y'all already know listen, how I feel about the From Software games. I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna front you. I'm not gonna front you. For the pure sake of banter, I hope God of War wins. For the pure sake of banter, I hope it wins. Because just be able to talk the the smack to so many people that says automatic game of the year. That that warms me inside. That gives me Christmas cheer to be able to 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 rain down hellfire on everybody that said it's a one horse race and God of War is not even the conversation. Oh my goodness, that would be fantastic. That would be great, great, just perfect. But we'll see, man. We'll see. I'm gonna keep an eye on y'all. I'm gonna keep December eighth, man. We gonna see what's up. Uh, but yeah. Aside from that, that's all the uh, all stuff we had on the show notes. Uh, anything else that we might have missed? Um, no, is there any big announcement that you think is coming out of out of Game oh Wars? yeah I, I yeah, I forgot about that. um, we're gonna get something on spider man too. We're gonna get something about spider man too. We one hundred percent will get something we will I think we'll eighty percent get something on spider man too eighty percent game us get something on spider man too some type of ext- slightly extended gameplay slightly extended gameplay um what else will come through? um, let me see a random ass metal performance. About twenty guys in blazers and jacket, blazers and jean combos. I think over twenty this time. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna spice it up. I think we're gonna go over twenty. Last year was under, but I think we're gonna go over. Uh, besides that, uh, what other game things could come out this year? Um, none, none that I know of that could be crazy. So maybe a Silent Hill, maybe another Silent Hill look. Since Silent Hill just came came back through, maybe we'll get another extended look at Silent Hill Two Remake. That's that's probably all I got top of my head. What about you? I only got one. Hideo oh Kojima. 
I know, I know you're gonna say it. I, 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 I swear to God, please. Just you know, I'm not even gonna be. I was being aggressive. I'm sorry, sir. Please don't take this as any kind of aggression. I apologize. I'm just a humble, a humble fan. <laughs> I'd appreciate it if this time around you didn't just tell us that you were working on video games, Mr. Kojima. I know that that is your job. You don't gotta tell me. I know. I'm, a, I'm assuming that that's what you're doing. You're, of course, you're working on video games. You're, you're the head of a, of a video game development company. But if you could drop a little bit of, a little bit of Death Stranding two on us, just a smidge, just a little bit, a little bit, you know, I'd, I'd greatly appreciate it, Mr. Kojima. Um, thank you for your time. I hope that you're having fun meeting the director of whatever random movie you saw yesterday on a Zoom call. Um, tell Jordan Peele I said hi, and I'd, I'm waiting for the trailer. When it's when it's not when it's not Death Stranding too, it's like it's like that one overdose joint that he working on with L Fanning or something. You gonna be like, what the fuck? I mean, you gonna be happy because it's something, but you gonna be like, what the fuck? He gonna announce that he directed a music video, and I'm gonna be like, I don't care, bro. Him and him and Major Laser, son, like it's going crazy. Like they go, what? Come on, Mister Kojima. Uh, all right that's that's all we got on the show today man appreciate y'all for rocking with us any closing notes before we get up out of here when easy uh not that i can think of oh wait uh, drink your water and stay safe i already know what time it is man i was about to get my water for a quick drink i thought he was gonna go longer than that but anyways yeah <laughs> definitely drink your water go see black panther 2 in theaters go support that a black man just went back to back on 300 million plus movies at the gross box office. So make sure you go support that stuff. Um, make sure you tap in with no cooldown, man. Twitter might not be here much longer. They, Pokemon as well. Go to Pokemon as well. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Make sure you hit up that crack and rock if you haven't. You know what I'm saying? Watch it if you don't got no PS5. Get your money up. Don't blow up your PS4 over that. Don't be like Charles. I love you, Charles, though. Uh, <laughs> But make sure y'all, y'all go check that out. Make sure you tap in with us, man. We got a lot of cool stuff coming. I think if. If 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 we we might we have, we might have a a little special something in the works for for um award season potentially maybe maybe May, but make sure you check our Twitter to find out any fine details on that man at no cooldown pod on Twitter make sure you rate us five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcast that's just search up no cooldown and we'll be right there we should be the first one up. Uh, make sure you check us out on all of our other socials as well. Uh, make sure you check out Wotaku channel for all the video versions and dope content from Wen and Panda. That's W-O-T-A-K-U channel. Again, that's W-O-T-A-K-U channel. Check out all my stuff at That Man Trip. Uh, if you want to get tapped in with all the gaming stuff, new YouTube content is coming soon. I promise you new YouTube content has been like two and a half months. I know, but trust me, the change will be worth it. We're going to get real heavy talk on there. We about to show the levels. It's about to be crazy. Make sure you um, show and check out all for growth as well. Content will be coming to that, those channels as well, especially the YouTube in the next couple of weeks. You guys don't want to miss all the collab content coming from all the growth members in that lane. So make sure you check that as well. Um, without further ado, it's been episode 45. We staying alive, man. Don't give them no job. You know what I'm saying? Be kind and just strive for greatness. The, the rhyme kind of fucked up there, but whatever. We're out of here, man. Well, we're, we're gone, bro. No cool downs out of here, man. Peace.